Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. What up, everybody? It is 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. And no, the Commanders don't have a head coach. You are listening to B. Mitch and Finley. Uh, it's a Wednesday it's a Ben's day. Good morning, Brian. How do you do? I am doing well. We may have to change the Ben's day <laughs> for the day. We're going to have to call him Mr. White. Because uh, uh, the name Ben right now is not setting well with a lot of people. Yeah, man. I, I think, <laughs> you know, people aren't thrilled. And that's okay. They're not thrilled, but you know what, though? I think this is the thing around here. People have to understand sometimes the other person has a mind and a decision and a choice. It's like when the free agency come up. Oh, he, he, he's he got to come here. We made an offer to him. He has his own mind and decisions as well. Totally. I, I uh, We were on, we were live when everything happened yesterday, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of reacting live. Now we've had the ability to, you know, kind of listen to a lot, learn a lot ask some questions, ascertain some information. Um, Ben Johnson is certainly allowed to say thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. I I don't want the interview. He said the same thing to Seattle for everybody thinking this is a specific to Washington thing. Said the same thing to the Seahawks. Now he's done that to the Panthers. Um, Maybe he really likes the team they've built in Detroit. Maybe he really likes Dan Quinn. Um, The... The story they've said is they want to win a Super Bowl in Detroit, and should that happen, he'll be able to write his ticket anywhere he wants. Yeah, if that happens. If it doesn't happen, then guess what? He'll be rolling on to somewhere where maybe he thinks that the money that was there this year, that he thought would be there, would be there next year. It's a big old if. Yeah, because a lot. if you think about hot offensive coordinators in the past that everybody assumes are going to get jobs, how's that looking for Kellen Moore? Mm-hmm. Frankly, here in D.C., how's that looking for Eric Bieniemy? There, there was a time where, of course, he was going to get a head coaching job, right? Yeah, I mean, the, all the success the Chiefs had, um, there, there's nothing guaranteed in pro football. There's no guarantee that next season goes the way you expect it. If you look at Detroit, they're going to have to pay Goff this offseason. They're going to have to pay Amon Ross St. Brown. Like yep. it, Dan Campbell said... It's really hard in the in his postgame comments or wrapping up the season, he said it's really hard because we know it's going to be twice as hard next year to get back to that level. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how this goes down. Um I you can call me a skeptic, you can call me a cynic. I checked in with a bunch of people last night. I heard from two different people that they believe Ben Johnson really just wanted to stay in Detroit and that this wasn't about something else. Um I Talk to a bunch of other people that said different. You know what? Let's be real. 
I think once things go down, then people begin to go on their PR, get their PR machines rolling. And if you just take this to a mindset in life, when one side says one thing and the other side tell you a totally different thing, just go right down the middle of the damn road. Because there's some truth in both of them. You know what I'm saying? Because one side is trying to push one issue, the other side is trying to push, and it's never completely on the other side. I agree. If you were not trying to go somewhere, you don't even take all those interviews. You just stay there automatically. Hard to think. Like, Slowick? So, there was a couple weeks back. Like one year, right? One year as a coordinator. Uh, yeah. And I, I say this. He could be hot, but I think sometimes some people think about it. Yeah, I've done this for one year, and I wasn't leading the team. Let me get a little bit more experience under my belt before I go out there because it's more when you become the head coach, it's a lot more than just handling one side of the football. Normally, that is why in this day and age, most head coaches have an offensive and a defensive coordinator. You know why? Because they can't put their focus on even their side of the ball because they have to also play the politician. They got to shake hands and kiss babies. They got to walk around and be in different areas where they can't be coaching. That happens in this day and age. Some so, people are psychopaths. They can do it all. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest with you, Sean, and, and uh, I'll also say uh, Shanahan, Kyle, those two dudes have a, a, a plethora of, of uh, uh, what's called uh, memory <laughs> that they could do all this stuff while still focusing on those positions. Everybody else can't do that. Completely. I, I think. I, you know, it, it's bizarre that Ben Johnson would take all these interviews and then decide he doesn't want it. You've you've got to wonder. There maybe there's, there's the, some truth to that money thing. I listen. I, I know people go sit up and, and they want to they want to get as far away from that. Yes, I go out there. I want to interview, but I have been told over and over. It happens in free agency all the time. Man, you should get ten. You should get ten. You should get ten. Then everybody offering you seven. And if the other team was giving you like six nine, then you like, well, why would I move for that? But if they had offered you that damn ten, you'll be flying. And I'm just throwing out some numbers right now. That's not no numbers or nothing right. about here. Here's the thing: we've heard the fifteen number, right? Mm-hmm. Jim Harbaugh, per, per per Florio, got sixteen. Okay. If Jim Harbaugh got sixteen with his track record of taking a NFL team to a Super Bowl, just winning a national championship in Michigan. Whatever Ben Johnson thinks of himself, he's not worth, what what would that be, 7% less than Harbaugh. I I also wonder if this isn't about control, if this isn't about say in the personnel department, and can we work in conjunction or can we? It could be, but see, if I am Josh Harris and crew, you need to have a little bit more experience than two years as an offensive coordinator to get that. You know what I'm saying? And and I had a guy hit me trying to act as if, I'm like, well, if you're happy with your owner not paying for the top guy, who really say he was the top guy? I think we got – I've heard people lose their minds over that have to have an offensive coach crap, and I don't buy that at all. I don't buy it. So – he might have been a top offensive guy, many people would believe, but he's done it two years too. 
And once you come out there and you throw your number out, I've always said he who offers the first number loses. Okay? And if he went in one place and you gave that number, you know the we can sit up here and all these owners, they fans get mad at each other. These owners might not like each other when it comes to the game that day, but they all care about how they're going to hold on to their damn money. That's one thing they have in common. And if, if that if that number goes around there, the next one is thinking, there's no damn way. So here's what's going on. Ben Johnson's out. So people are like, what about Slowick? I made the case for Slowick a few weeks back. Johnson's offense really impressive, but I think you could argue – what Slowick did in Houston might have been more impressive. What, they, what they had did Stroud, with a coach, but yeah. they didn't. They weren't surrounded by talent like Detroit oh, was. Yeah. With a rookie coach, <laughs> his his production this year, a rookie player, I mean, and a rookie head coach, and then him getting this job for the first time, he was far more impressive. If you really look at it, but I think the most impressive of all of them is right up the road. He knocked down the top uh, people that rolled in there. Well, I got breaking news. Scott. Not, this isn't a sounder. We don't have to get TK. <laughs> um, Tom Pelissero just tweeted out, the Seahawks are bringing in Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald today for a second interview for their head coaching job. Okay. Seattle, Seattle met with McDonald on Tuesday in Baltimore. Now he's going through the expanded process. Doesn't make it a lock. Yeah, doesn't make it a lock, but you know what? Let's be real now. We waited for guys that were considered top-notch to get out of the playoffs. And now, as those guys decide, if they decide something else, it gets a little tight for you. But I hope that as they did all these interviews, they have people that they are comfortable with going with. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people are convinced it's got to be a first-time head coach. A lot of people think it's got to be an offensive guy. Frankly, at this point, I don't know that that exists because the one dude I would have talked to that they didn't, but uh, you and I talked about him back in the fall. I liked Dave Canales with the Bucks. Well, he's been hired by the Panthers. He's down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl scouting players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be Ben Johnson. We, we now know that. It's not going to be Bobby Sloak. Houston paid him a little bit more money to stick around. Mm-hmm. Like all your candidates for young first time OC. I got a dude tweeting me now about Joe Brady, who was uh, promoted to Bill's interim offensive coordinator. He was the OC of LSU, that rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Then he got hired by Carolina. It was kind of a disaster. Like, are you really going that far down the list just so you get an offensive guy? Hey, man, for the sake of. What we need to do for four hours, we have the. I'm gonna have these conversations, but I'm still where I was from the beginning when we went on a coaching search. Whoever they decide, I'm gonna be cool with it. I don't. I, I'm like I've have, I've listened to different shows on this station and other stations, and people act as if just because they think something is supposed to go that way. If you're gonna go put in like ten million, fifteen million of the salary. I'll listen to you like that. But if you're not putting money in it, I don't give a damn what you say. Whoever these people decide to hire, let's go. Because you and I both said the most important thing of this year was to get a GM in place. Yeah. And then build down from that. 
And if we feel that I think everybody felt that we've gotten we got the right person at GM. And if you have very mindful, smart, intelligent business people that are running your team, and then you got the right GM, let them do their jobs. And yes, we can like people here, here and there, but there are a lot of people as if if they don't get the person that they say, then they're gonna start wanting to go and not cheer and happy. We we shouldn't follow this. You know what? Pack your ass up and go to another team then. That's the way I feel about it at this point. I am at a point where I am sick of a lot of people that act as if they are the only opinion in this world. I My only opinion is let those people do their damn due diligence because none of us are interviewing these people. Um, <clears throat> I largely agree with you. I, I do think... To your to your larger point, I saw this uh, tweet from the Cluster Buster, uh, Chris Kynard, who just got a big award. Congratulations, CK. Yeah, congrats. Um, CK tweeted this out last night. Everyone's doing their updated list of commanders coaching prospects, so here's mine. Ready, B? Mm-hmm. This is CK's coaching prospect list. Dan Snyder sold the team. It will be okay. So I, I do think there is, like we talked repeatedly about. That's his first one? No, he just wrote that out, oh. one, one through ten. <laughs> I was say, I like that. <laughs> um, we talked a lot about these guys just took over January 8th. When the yeah. season ended, that's yeah. when Harris really got to take over. I remember that. He locked up Adam Peters by the end of the week. Yep. Right? Um. I believe these guys have a plan. I do believe this Ben Johnson thing threw their plan for a bit of a loop. Like that was a curveball they were not expecting. It doesn't mean that it's a lock they were going to hire him, but he was the favorite for a reason. They were thinking this could be our guy. Now it's one thing to not get him, but you also look around at everything else that's happened, especially if McDonald gets hired in Seattle. I think folks really need to recognize that Dan Quinn's a real possibility. And and I think we're all kind of sleeping on Anthony Weaver as a real possibility. Anthony Weaver is the defensive line coach, assistant head Mm -hmm. coach in Baltimore. Um, You know, fans want to flip out about Dan Quinn. Maybe it's not sexy. It's not exciting. I understand that. That doesn't mean it'll be good or bad. What, what, Valdez brought up a really interesting point. Matt Valdez, senior Ravens insider for the uh, Baltimore Herald. Um, The Ravens have their, they do this like state of the union, for lack of a better word, where Bashadi, Harbaugh, and DaCosta all get up there and speak. They answer questions from the press. A novel concept, although now Washington's doing that. We just heard from Harris and Peters a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I imagine we'll hear from them again. Um, Valdez's theory is Baltimore would like to know what assistance they're going to lose by 11 a.m. when they give their State of the Union. And I think he's right. I think they would like to do that. But this ain't a perfect world. They might not have that ability. Um, It's my understanding the commander's interview with Weaver went six hours. And maybe it was just a pleasant conversation and everybody's enjoying themselves. That's a long-ass interview, man. Yeah. And I don't think 
Like, if I am talking to somebody that I don't enjoy, I'm not going to keep talking. Mm-hmm. Right, like I'm gonna do whatever is required. Yeah, we're gonna get, you, we're gonna check you, these you boxes before we sit down. Most times, I generally leave. Well, we know. <laughs> so in landfill now we know he don't like talking to us. I like talking to you guys. I just like my couch. But an interview is not gonna go on that long if, if it's not at least a real look at something. Yeah, it, but the, the thing of it. We all sit here and we are pulling for ownership to be different and new. We got a new ownership and we need, we, we need to allow them to do their job because how do you move forward by having the same mindset you had with the previous ownership? That I mean, I have heard people, as soon as everything was signed, they were thrilled. But then the mindset went right back to how they were when they were dealing with the old ownership ship group. And I think ultimately, when you want change, you have to be a part of it too. And sometimes just allowing the professionals to do their job, that could be the best thing in the world for you. But we seem to make our minds up. Hell, I don't. <laughs> a lot of other people make their minds up of who it has to be before people ever finish up all the damn interviews. And then we, we're mad already. That's how it always was before. Try a little change up sometimes. Well, I mean, you can point to there's kind of the famous Russ Grimm story. Everybody thought he was going to get the job with the Steelers. They did one more interview with Tomlin, decided that was their guy. It's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, I Here's where I'm at. I don't think it's the end of the world to not have a coach in place until after the Super Bowl, it happens almost all the time. Um, it happened twice last year where both Eagles assistants got plucked after the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, everybody points to Kyle Shanahan and the job he's done turning around the Niners into this powerhouse, right? Kyle didn't get hired until after the Super Bowl, he, yeah. right? I mean, everybody talks about 28-3 in Atlanta. Like, that, that part of the process is entirely normal. Do not have a coach until after the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Generally, though, you know who it's going to be. It, it is it is rare to be this late and seem like it's scramble mode, but maybe it's not scramble mode. But I, Think about this. Ben or Mike, if they both make it to the Super Bowl, you're probably still waiting. Right. The waiting isn't the issue. It is the... But, I mean, we have until... I go all the way till Sunday. But the NFL would rather this decision be made. Because once Monday hit, they want everything to be Super Bowl. So I texted with somebody from the league last night. Mm-hmm. I asked that. And the answer was... I'll pull it up because I, these guys are so good with their language. Um... I want to, there we go. Um, The focus that week is the game, but we wouldn't deter a team from doing what they have to do. And you know what that is to me? Like having OTAs and uh, thinking that they're they're the same for everybody else. Right. In other words, they're saying, we rather, if if you have to, do it early in the week. But we rather you don't do it at all. Well, you could also 
it ain't that hard. We hear about logistics. There's uh there's you know, there's problem, there's shipping issues in the Red Sea, the the Houthis. Um they could hire somebody and not do the presser till the following week. Yeah. Like that, it's, that's it's, not that hard. It's easy, man. Like you know, and like I've, they could get somebody in the building to start doing the paperwork. Yeah, I've had friends that work in the PA and in, in the NFL and people that still work there. Believe me, they don't want you announcing nothing Super Bowl week. And yet, <laughs> why did you and I have to sprint to the roller coaster from the roller coaster? Because in we have idiots that didn't care. Right. Uh, we're just getting warmed up. We're going to talk about how much it matters. We need to talk about Eric Bieniemy. We need to talk about Mike Vrabel. The Orioles are getting sold. There's a lot to but discuss. But they're standing, be more. Neil Greenberg at 11. Colton Pouncey covers the Lions for the Athletic at 1130. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now, he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time, you can play alone. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick right now. Because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether you're team make or team miss, just head to the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then tune in before the game and see if Gronk kick and see Gronk kick his ball live. Any, which one of y'all think he's gonna make it? I missed last year, right? Yeah, I think why? he misses again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You'll win a share of ten million dollars in bonus bets if you're right. New to FanDuel, just visit FanDuel.com slash Brian to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 106.7 The Fan. You have to be 21 years old and present in Virginia. No purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who, who make the correct pick. Prize issued as a non-withdrawable bonus bet that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at... FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Gambler. That McDonald's going back to Seattle. Nothing. Second time in 24. I mean, Now, he's meeting with Seattle again for the second time in 24 hours. I mean, they wanted him back. And, they, and I think they understand, too. Uh, Washington is going to be a player now. 
And how many times he met with Washington? I think a virtual and once. So this is now a virtual once, twice with Seattle. Okay. And then he and he's flying there, which I find interesting. Yeah. That's a long ass flight. It's a long flight, but even in a private jet. And then again, they may, uh, they may, they try to make that play. They trying to pull a Dan Snyder. The fact that he's flying out there, that Valdez wants an announcement by eleven a.m. Let's. I mean, you know, we gonna keep scouring. But listen, man. It means that the guy is a hot candidate, and and Seattle with a defensive mindset, they would like to him up a guy with with his production. You watch that Ravens team and how they played and the, the 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 schemes they had to disrupt a lot of these damn good offenses. You know, if you're a defensive mindset franchise, you want to bring him in. Try to you want to say, hey, look, we bring you back again. You know, now they're ahead of anybody else. Let's go around the room. Landini, Mike McDonald heading back to Seattle, apparently for another interview. They talked with him within the last 24 hours. Um, He's getting hired there. You think it's done deal? Yeah. Jeffrey, Mike McDonald, Seattle. It sounds like a lot, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't just say that because it's like, it, it's been weird. Yeah, Johnson so. saw like a lot yesterday, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to say nah. No, it's not done yet, or you no. don't think it happens? No, it's not done. Certainly not done. And, and Are you sure wish it's not, huh? Let's address the, the Ben Johnson thing, too. I, I You know, I think I really thought he was going to be the guy, right? Mm-hmm. I... That we were we were kind of saying 75-80%, right? That's that's where I thought it was. I never thought it wouldn't be Ben Johnson because he said no. Because he said, nah, man, I'm I'm just sticking around. Uh-huh. Like that's the shocker here. If they had interviewed Johnson, didn't go great, and they decided to go with Weaver, okay. Like I think a lot of fans, some people would have flipped out. But him just saying no, I think, is the real wild card here. Um, what happens next? You don't. You're saying McDonald going there, good for McDonald, doesn't mean a lot. I think it means something that he's flying there now after having just met with them. Yeah, um, but you know, it's like, I, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I really don't care why he's going back there. I, I just say nothing is done until. It's, it's written and then it's signed. Once they sign it, it'll be done. But my ultimate thing, I'm not getting worried because there are a ton of damn good coaches out there. And I think for some reason we always think it gets one or there's nobody else. There are coaches that pop up and we're like, who? And then all of a sudden they are damn good at what they do. I'm curious. I'm cool. I, I think it sure seems like McDonald's going to Seattle. Who knows? But the fact that he's flying out there again is is, is a real thing. Um, in this process, B, I want to talk Bienemy. I want to talk Mike Vrabel. But is it possible we've been ignoring something all the? Where did Adam Peters come from? San Fran. San Fran. We've been saying for a while we think he's going to keep Mayhew on the staff. Mm-hmm. He and Mayhew work together in San Fran. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just on the San Fran website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I love, and this the word culture has just become such a overused word. But you talk about identity and building real teams. What have we seen for years in Washington when it comes to the captains? Feels like the marketing department picks the captains, doesn't yeah. it? They pick the. They always pick the guys that were drafted higher or make the most money. It was almost always the first rounder. Yeah, and or, I would say this: I've been on several teams, and it ain't always that. Sometimes the guy that was probably undrafted, that when he speaks, people listen. That's the captain, and everybody on the team knows it. You know who are the and they they don't need a lot of them. Like Washington roll out six eight captains. San Fran, you go to their website, team website, click on roster. First thing that comes up are the three team captains. You know who they are? A fifth round pick, a first round pick, and a third round pick. Mm-hmm. It ain't marketing. Brock Purdy's not on there. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey's not on there. Yeah. Trent Williams isn't on there. It's George Kittle, Eric Armstead, and Fred Warner. Yeah. And it's the first the guys thing on their that website. Basically, go out there, and you when you look at them, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll follow that dude. I run through a wall for him. Why am I messing around on the Niners website? Perhaps we're all ignoring something obvious. What's that? I I don't know. I don't I don't know. This is speculation, but like. Steve Wilkes, the D coordinator that's for San Fran. Po- that's a great possibility. I, I don't know that it is. It might be nothing. No, Why wouldn't they request an be, interview or something? But, but it could be. Like, or Steve Wilkes has already tried that head coach thing, and he see how much BS you got to deal with. <laughs> that he's like, look, I sit here and keep winning. Entirely. Maybe Peters and Wilkes have no relationship. He's only been in San Fran this year. Yeah. But in Arizona, when he got the job, it went bad. But when he was the Panthers coach for a brief period, he was the interim. They played well. They played tough. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. But, like, maybe there's some dude on the on the Niners coaching staff. That you that, might see as the next thing. And maybe Peters is just being cool about it and doesn't want to hire – and know it from his old team while they're in a Super Bowl run. Yeah, and if he were, I don't. I'm not saying this is real. No, no. But I'm like, not, we gotta I'm start not, thinking about other options. Well, I've been thinking about other options. Don't know what my options is whoever the hell they signed. My thing is, every year at this time, most fans don't have a clue of who those damn coaches are on other teams. Most people, even in the media, don't know who the people are. Then all some of the national. Uh, experts start putting names out, and then we take on what they've been saying, and we run with it. From the beginning, I've said, whoever they hire, I'm going to be cool with. Because you can't judge any of them right now anyway. Because what I'm hearing people ask for is to win the offseason. How, 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 how far we've done doing that in the past? 
Let's make sure whoever they hire has the right mindset and can come in here and lead. Hell, one of the questions I'll be asking is, uh, are you going to let these dudes keep being in club, man? Or are you going to make them have to work and play football? Because that's something that definitely needs to happen on this stream. We talk about what's real, what's fake. What, I mean, we at this point, I think they're in some level of scramble mode. Now, luckily, there's no game this weekend. So if you're in scramble mode, it's not that big of a deal. You have time. We, I know that Peters is headed down to Mobile. I know the commanders have portions of their scouting staff there. It looks like they're going to keep a lot of this front office intact, at least through the draft. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the normal cycle here. You get Peters at the top of the list. I am confident he will hire people. There are people in San Fran in the front office that, that I think could make a lot of sense here. But we don't know. Life's about knowns and unknowns. Mm -hmm. Here's a known. Working with Paul Henry and Paul Henry's window installation will make your home a better place and you will enjoy the experience. When you get an estimate from Paul, he actually comes out to your house. Not somebody else. Not some random dude that started there last month. Paul comes. And when you get the work done, either Paul comes or one of his family members come. His son Brian has been to my house a number of times. That's how it is working with that organization. They treat you like family because they want you to appreciate them the same way. Call Paul this month. You get 100 bucks off each window with a five-window minimum and up to $500 off each door. You know, when I'm dealing with people, I like to deal with the known. And uh, when I began to deal with Paul early, I had a lot of people before me had told me about him. You begin to look at the, the stories and hear the things they've done for people, and it was always positive. Then I met him, and he was at exactly everything that, he, uh, that people said. He did exactly what he told me he would do at my house. He made things a lot better. And I'm totally satisfied with it. Like we're looking at this coaching staff. Everybody's an unknown, you know, and we we act like they're knowns. None of them that we're talking about right now is like Paul. Paul is an expert at what he does. And you can call him right now to receive $100 off each window with the five-window minimum and up to $500 off each door. Contact Paul Henry's Window Installation today and tell him B. Mitch and Finley sent you. PaulHenrysWindows.com, your clear home improvement choice. Superfly, <clears throat> make it lose your mind. Yo, Landville, can I get some tickets to a Terps basketball game? How's yeah, that, how's just don't work? do the read. Just take them. Ah, uh, you can't win. You're Landville. ineligible, Jeff. You got to give them to the listeners. Jeff, say I'm caller ten. All right, what's the number? You want to? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Did you just you ask have. him what's the number? What's the number? I'm gonna call in. Maybe I can be caller uh, ten. You tell somebody every day what the number is. 800. Jeff, how do I time this so I get the ticket? Okay, this is what you do. You walk around to the sales department during break. And just tell Wendy you want some damn tickets. Yeah, right before the update, and then you make it back. So I should just give these ones away? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Caller number 10 right now, 800-636-1067. You can win two tickets to the University of Maryland basketball game. Maryland. The DMV is home to Maryland basketball, and the Terps need you in College Park this season. Secure your seat to catch the Terps in action before it's too late. Yo, Terps basketball games are fun. You need to go. Um, Caller number 10 right now, you can win Terps Tickets. February 14th versus Iowa. That's the tickets. Yo, the Iowa coach is a legit douche. 
Go to that game and boo him. Call him a douche all night? I think I could say that, right? I did. Yo, have you ever watched that dude? He's a clown. The, 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 the way that you normally do things like that, Jay, you ask first. Nah, I'm a, I'm a forgiveness guy. Yeah, but sometimes once you say it, the fine is on its way. Um, but that was a good one. You're all right. What do we think? I think one dude that hasn't been discussed at all that should is Anthony Weaver. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm in this whole thing where my mind is is when Adam Peters was speaking, when he said it doesn't have to be offensive or defensive. You want a guy who can lead men. When I heard Valdez talking about Weaver, then I started to ask around and ask some people that I know connected with Baltimore. They all say that everybody on the team loves him. He gets guys motivated. He gets guys to play out to their best. So if it's somebody like that, cool with it. I mean, I look at this thing as if why look at one guy and just say, oh, it got to be that guy. Everybody loses and misses out on something. And if the guy is not the absolute best play caller, I mean the X's and O's guy or play caller, but he's an expert leader and motivator, I'll take that normally. I don't want a guy who's whack when it comes to motivating, but he's just an expert at X's and O's because you know what? Everybody eventually in the NFL – We'll stop you and figure out what you're doing. You know what's remarkable in a lot of ways is everybody seems hung up on young offensive mind. And a lot of people, I think, want to be dismissive of what Adam Peters said about leadership, right? They're like, ah, he's just saying that. What coach has made the biggest impact on a franchise that has been broken for 50 years. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yep. He doesn't call the plays. When he first came in, everybody. Now, now this is the thing. This is so this is funny. When Dan Campbell was hired, most people laughed at him, mocked him, called him a meathead. Now, he has two coordinators being looked for, being sought after. He has a football team who plays well on both sides of the ball. They were in the NFC Championship game. Why? Because he was the guy leading the whole thing, right? He orchestrated that. All of a sudden now, people still don't want to give him much credit. They want to give it to everybody else. But the damn designer sometimes is the one that gets the most of the credit. So what you want to do is find you a Dan Campbell. Because what Dan Campbell did was found him a Ben Johnson and an Aaron Glenn. Dan Campbell is motivating his team. Aaron, Ben, and the, I don't know who the special teams coordinator, they are coaching the football team. But Dan is setting the tone and leading and motivating. And look what they did. So why wouldn't people want to do that? I watched D'Amico Ryan on the sideline. D'Amico Ryan is a damn motivator. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to – I saw him dapping up offensive players as much as he did defensive players. That is what you need on your sideline. And I, I just want everybody to just take a step back a little bit and 
I don't know who first started it. It doesn't have to be an offensive coach just because you're getting a young quarterback. You need to have the person you hire be as good as they come. Because everybody said, well, he comes in and they play one year, he's going to be gone. Slug is staying in Houston. Ben Johnson, after two, is staying over there with not a young quarterback, with a veteran quarterback. And maybe Ben Johnson realized when they were flying up there, like, you know what? Getting a young quarterback, he ain't going to be Jerry Goff. He, 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 he didn't already participate in the Super Bowl. He don't have all the skill set and understands this league already. I don't want to go with that right now. It could be that. But make sure you don't just poo-poo on somebody because they're not an offensive coach or they wasn't somebody that everybody discussed. Because I'll be honest with you, you can listen to a lot of things I've said on the radio, a lot of things that everybody, everybody here said on the radio. We were wrong. And we go off of information we're told by reputable people. Yep. Which tells you sometimes the people in the building are wrong. So when you hear something one time or whatever and you go run with it, understand the best of the best is wrong sometimes. Nothing's over till it's over. I, I think the, the biggest shock here is that Peter said, nah, man, I'm good. Everything else, McDonald going to Seattle, I mean, pro football is a wild business. Just like Neil Greenberg is a wild dude. He joins the program next. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. 
Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Club's closed. Time to get down to business. Our friend, Neil Greenberg from the Washington Post. Neil? Greenberg, who the hell is going to be the coach? I don't know. It could be one of us at this point. I'm not really sure. Um, (laughs) What does the analytics tell us? (laughs) (laughs) Um... Analytics tell us there's a lot of money at stake here, and uh, negotiations can be wild things. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You are a reporter, obviously. You kind of come at it from the the numbers side, but as somebody who has been in around sports a long time, um, you buy that Ben Johnson wanted to stay in Detroit to chase a ring, or does your uh, skeptic, cynic meter start to go off? No, I was skeptical as soon as Schefter tweeted that the vacancy was open, wide open, and there was no, you know, no fate accompli. Um, that to me signals someone asked him to get it out there because the negotiations were going poorly. Um, we we got reports that Ben Johnson wanted a lot of money even before the the searching started. Um, and you know, whenever someone tells you it's not about the money, it is always about the money. And you know, you look at everything else around the organization, right? Proactive ownership, new ownership, um, a lot of cap space, the number two pick, the ability to turn the franchise around, you know, with a clean slate. Um, if that's not appealing to a head coach candidate, then I don't really know what is. So, um, yeah, I, I firmly believe that this was all about the money. He asked for the moon. Um, smart people in another room didn't think that he wanted it, and the commanders are going in a different direction. And, you know, and, and I think when you look at that, and listen, I know I was watching a lot of people on social media saying, well, you don't have a salary cap for a coach, but you have a damn uh, a budget. You know what you feel that people deserve and what you want to pay. And if you're looking at him going, if, if it's $15 million or more, okay, Jim Harbaugh got sixteen. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh has way more experience and already has proven you he can win anywhere. This guy is in his second year as a coordinator going into a job. We don't know if he can work with a young quarterback. We know he can work with, with a guy that was already in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I, I just don't see money being an issue for this for this organization. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not the dollar amount. It may it's not be the an demand, issue. right? Like, maybe it's not. I don't think money may be an issue, it. but I think. You don't just because I have it don't mean I have to give it to you. But if you, their desire is clearly to build a hierarchy, right? A leadership structure. Honestly, that would I would I'm guessing here. I'm guessing Adam Peters ain't making ten. I'm but guessing Adam Peters making seven ish. The coaches like, make he, more than the GMs anyway. But double, and, and I think it could be more about the demand. And yo, I agree with you, Greenberg, that. The, this thing probably went sideways because of money, but I don't think money would have been the only thing. If you're asking for 15 mil, are you not asking for player control? But I, but you also have to look at well, then you're not reading the room, right? Because if you if you're able to read the room, you saw the direction the organization was going when they got on the plane to go to that other interview, the next interview, right? I mean, during the interview process, this uh, this there was already an established pecking order in the front office. 
So if if you're telling me that he wanted more control than the organization was willing to give, well, then that's on Ben Johnson because clearly they were going in the direction of a a gr- like a group mentality, right? Like you have people advising, you have the front office, the GM getting the players, the coach is going to get the coach, and there'll be discussion throughout the organization. But to come in and say, you know, I need total control, I think that that's that's just not reading the room correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I I find it hard to believe he stuck around just to go win a Super Bowl. Um, I, I think that's especially a he- when the coach said, "Hey, you know what? We this is our best shot." Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you, who has made a career out of the quantifiable, to answer something that is not quantifiable. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Um. You know, I, I think a lot of folks were kind of dismissive on when Adam Peters made clear, very, very clear, that leadership was what was most important for him in the head coaching position. You can't define leadership, right? Like, it, it, it's it's like pornography. You know it when you see it. Um, for you... Where should that rank in the head coaching position for somebody that is literally makes a living helping people understand analytics? Well, you if you're not a leader, then no one's going to do what you do, right? And I think it goes more than that. I think you absolutely need someone that the players buy into. Buy into. Now we can call that leadership, but if if they don't if they don't feel like you're a steward of their career and you're here to make them better and, and get everyone on the same page and get everybody pulling in the same direction and every other cliche that we know of, mm-hmm. then everything falls apart, right? Because, like, how do you, you know, how do you go in the, in the locker room and, and try to motivate them, right? If, they, if, they're not, if, if, they're, if you're not credible, then you just you can't, get people to do what you need them to do. And then, you know, you get the backbiting through the social media or the media and et cetera. Um, so I think leadership is certainly up there. I mean, yes, it's not something we can quantify, but I tell you what, I think the best thing that would have happened was not Ben Johnson pulling out, but the interview process is going on and then being blown away by a candidate and saying, you know what, Ben Johnson's not the guy this is the guy because this is the guy that we spoke to and he absolutely blew us away. And I know people may be disappointed, but trust us, like this is our guy. If you heard what we heard, if you were in the room, like you'd feel the same way. And I think that that ultimately would have been the best way for this to go, go out for all parties. Like for me, we in this town as fans, we want different, but guess what? We still judge everything based off of what was. And I think we have to get past that to probably see that what's happening right now is that Josh and his crew aren't just jumping unless they really think this is the right move to jump at. Yeah, these aren't they're not they're not dumb people, right? Like like there's there's smart people in that room. And look, I get it. If you want to say that the organization's cursed and no matter what decision they make, it's gonna be the wrong one, like I can't talk you out of that, right? But if if you're not seeing a change in how things are done, mm. then again, that's on you. Like you're you're choosing not to see it because there is nothing 
that's being done right now that resembles anything that's been done in the past under a different ownership group. Um, so, yeah, I think the fan base should just sit back and wait and trust that the the best decision is going to be made. I can't tell you if it's going to be the right decision. I can't tell you if there's going to be an immediate turnaround or, or anything like that. But I really do think that it's going to be the best decision for the organization because I have a lot of faith in the people that are making those decisions. In other words, you're telling us trust the process. Trust the process, yeah. <laughs> and after that, it's anybody's guess. But I think the, the Snyder move would have been to throw the money at the guy, yes. give him full control, and, you know, who and knows. And then undermine him at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's a great point. Um, what do you make of presumably the two front runners, Dan Quinn and Anthony Weaver? If those are the options, I want Weaver. I want, I I want to try something new. Um, I I've, I've been reaching out. I, I heard yesterday that Weaver had really emerged. Rap just said it live on NFL Network. Um, I want to try to find Dan Campbell. If I'm not going the scheme stri- strategic route with my coaching hire, find me the dude people want to run through a wall for, and. I'm not saying that Quinn isn't that guy. Everyone I've spoken to loves him, believes he's a leader. But I just wonder if we haven't seen the ceiling for Quinn, especially the ceiling for Quinn when he doesn't have Kyle Shanahan as his OC. I'm not anti-Quinn. I just might try. I might want more of the unknown in Weaver. Maybe it bottoms out, but maybe, just maybe, you found a Campbell, a Tomlin a Reed. Reed wasn't a coordinator. Like, maybe you yeah, find that. that goes back to what I was saying earlier. If someone blows you away in the interview process or, you know, has a plan, you know, I think, and this is just me speculating, I think a lot of these interviews are fact-finding missions. I think that they're scouting reports on the team, what needs to be improved, what needs to be changed, weaknesses, strengths, et cetera. Um, I think you get a really good idea of where your roster is, bringing in coaching candidates because their whole pitch has to be how they're going to make this thing work. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have someone in the room that can articulate their vision and it makes sense and it's feasible and there's buy-in or there's, you know, shared beliefs throughout the organization, then, then that's your guy. And it really doesn't matter if he's a defensive guy, an offensive guy, a defensive line coach, a, a quarterback coach, like, you know, everybody, you know, you have to broaden your horizons to what's possible. And like you said, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. Yeah. But that leap of faith is based on information that they are getting that we, the public, are not. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. If, um, you know, if Weaver is the guy with the plan and it makes a lot of sense, then why not? I mean, you, you know, you're not – you're not married to this guy forever. You you give him a chance and it, and and you try to make it work. And um, you know I, I don't think it'd be any different than than almost anybody else coming in because he's a an NFL guy and you know he's got that experience and you know he he could very well make it work. See, I've I've been, I've been asked the question many times about what do I consider a leader, and I was like from high school all the way through the pros. The guy that made me want to do stuff that I did not care to do, but I wanted to please him because he, he something about him just made everything in me want to tick. 
And if you get a guy like that, that's better than X's and, X's and O's because X's and O's get figured out. But the fact that I will run into a, a burning damn building for somebody, that doesn't get figured out. I mean, hell, <laughs> if we are to believe Ben Johnson at his word, which I'm not sure many of us do, he's staying in Detroit because of Dan Campbell. He's probably, probably so. turning down, say he wanted 15 and that's asinine, but they were probably offering him eight, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. He's turning yeah, down I mean, $50 million. Different- dollars. $40 million. It's a different trajectory, right? I mean, either you want to be a head coach. Or you don't. Or you don't, right. And and I get being a head coach is not for everybody. Like, I, I'm the type of person that wouldn't make a good head coach, but I'd make a good coordinator, right? Because I just have different skill sets that can get into the minutia of stuff, figure out stuff. Um, but, like, time management and executive function skills, like, that's not my wheelhouse. Um, you know, being able to – motivate a guy like Brian Mitchell versus a guy like J.P. Finley. Like, that's not my thing. I'm a very blunt guy, my way of the highway type thing. Like, that's just not my skill set. And that's fine. Like, if you know what your skill set is and you're able to be successful, then that's great. Um, but it just seems like we got so far down the road with, with Ben Johnson, I just find it hard to believe that all of a sudden he's like, you know what, I'm not ready to step out of the shadow of the head coach. I just think that he... It, it, it feels to me that he wasn't sure he wanted to be a head coach, but if the money was right, he would do it. But that's mm-hmm. not the guy you want leading your team. 1,000%. Yeah. I mean, whatever happened, if he wasn't ready to do it right now, you know, <laughs> he's not the guy. Um, who would you hire at this point, Greenberg? Uh, I, I want an innovator. I think like a guy like Mike McDonald's an innovator. Um, certainly Anthony, Anthony Weaver is intriguing only because it's a late name, right? Like we, we haven't really heard his name being bandied about for this type of thing. I know, um, you know, Miami's interested in, in him too. Um, those are the, those are the guys I like because those are the guys that make you move quickly, right? Like if you're, if you're just adding his name into it now, something happened to make to make that work, right? Like some catalyst happened because we weren't really talking about it. So, you know, that to me is a positive thing because he, he's done something that gets noticed, and that to me is is the, kind of like a signal of an innovator, and that's, and that's what I think you need in the NFL. Yeah. I, um, it, listen, man, if this thing is between Quinn and Weaver, I think I'm on Weaver, B. Where are you? I mean, I, I – Whoever, I, I'm, I'm still at that point. I know you've been. You know clear what I like that. to see? I like to see a guy get a chance to lead this team without being undermined. I like to see a guy lead this team by having uh, the team told the, the the ownership group behind him, and I think you'll see a world of difference than what we saw last year. So if they can't, if they want the offense in mind as they everybody seen to want, I think you try that. But if you're going with either of these guys, I, I, I'm going to go with the young guy, the young energetic guy, because you know what? He's going to be a little bit more energetic and want to be into it. And it has nothing to do with being older, but I like Weaver. I'll take him if you don't get McDonald's. And just because he's on the defensive side of the ball doesn't mean that the offense is going to be neglected. I think that that's that's the jump that a lot of people make, right? Like, oh, defensive, Ron Rivera was a defensive guy. The offense is not going to get any love. You know, we don't know that. Like, we don't know because the coaches might not be even be making those decisions, 
right, in terms of, of who's drafted, who's signed, et cetera. Um, and they will have an offensive coordinator, right? I mean, like, I don't, I don't think that no one's going to be calling offensive plays and, you know, 11 guys are going to be out there just running around doing their own thing like in the parking lot. Yeah. So, you know, I think that you, you either trust this organization to get the right people or you don't. And, you know, they haven't done anything to say that they don't deserve the trust, at least at the beginning. I, I agree. Um, I did want to do something brief with you. Uh, it's the all-star break for hockey for the NHL. Um, but I can't help but notice the Caps limped into this thing, losing four straight. Um, I can't help but notice right now, I mean, they're in about 10th place. They're probably four or five points behind the last wa- the playoff team. And I can't help but notice that Ovi's numbers are lagging well beyond what any of us kind of expected. Um, what are you expecting in the second half for the Caps? It, it's tough. I, I don't. I don't think they could be competitive this year. Um, I. I think that that was pretty evident at the start of the year with their injuries and their roster, and you know how everybody else improved. Um, I think the Ovechkin thing is, is concerning, not because he's not playing well. He's 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 got some he's been unlucky to to some extent. Um, we're also seeing him slow down. You know, I think the chase of Gretzky is what's impacted the most because I don't think the Capitals are necessarily going to be, you know, contenders. But when there's nothing to play for, there's no reason for Alex Ovechkin to be out there less than a hundred percent. Yeah. And yeah. you know, we've we've seen him take off some games due to due to injury and uncertainty. Um, you know, he's on pace for, what, 15, 16 goals this year. You know better than me, Neil. I don't see Ovi sticking around on a non-playoff team that eventually probably needs some level of reset just to chase a record. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, if he was still in, like, the 30-goal mark, you know, that would be something. But, look, age catches up to everybody. And there's been... And no one's defied the aging curve better than Alex Ovechkin. I mean, that is a fact. Um, but it comes for us all. And, you know, it might be this is the, the downswing. And, you know, like you said, I don't know, you know, I don't know if he wants to be a 10-goal scorer, right? Like, you know, and just hang around right. to, try to, to try to win it. I think that everybody, you know, wanted him just to destroy the record, you know, with 40, 50-goal seasons. Right. Greenberg, we got um, a boogeyman. Uh, we appreciate right. you as always, dude. Father time right. and one other thing are undefeated, Brian. Yeah. Here's good news, though. ESPN Bet is now live in the DMV. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today, and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. 1067 The Fan. Right now, we are excited to welcome on for the first time Colton Pouncey. Colton covers the Lions for The Athletic in Detroit. You can follow him on Twitter at Colton underscore Pouncey, P-O-U-N-C-Y. Colton, what's up, man? Thanks for making some time for us. Yeah, nothing much. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I imagine you had a fun season, you know, covering that 
Lions team must have been a blast. A lot of crazy wins. Um, getting to the NFC title game. Um, how is everything in Detroit now a few days after what was clearly a tough, tough loss? Yeah, that was a tough one to swallow for the, for a lot of people out here. Um, I think it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like, I think you're appreciative of the season the Lions had. You know, there are a lot of firsts. Um, you know, first division title in 30 years, first playoff win in 32 years. You take down the former face of your franchise, Matthew Stafford. It feels like some ex- some demons were exercised uh, during the season for fans out here in Detroit. But, you know, at the same time, like when you're leading a, an NFC championship game 24 to 7 and you kind of lose in the fashion the Lions did, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sting for a little bit. So I think people will probably look back on the season pretty fondly, but <laughs> still a little fresh out here, I'd say that. Uh, what's your like your perception of Dan Campbell when he was hired and your perception now? Is it different? Um, you know what? I wasn't even on the line speed. I was covering oh, Michigan wow. State when he was hired. Um, I joined uh twenty twenty two season. Um, but just watching from afar, I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, you see the kneecap press conference and um you know, I think he was just a departure from what they had in Matt Patricia, you know, the sort of Belichick <laughs> disciple Certainly, and the yeah. hard nosed guy and um, Campbell was all vibes and, you know, football guy. So I, I understood why they went that direction. You know, you have a coach in one, in one season you, and you get rid of him. I guess you try to find something different, and that was Campbell for the Lions. But um, just getting to know him over the years and kind of watching him work, um, you know, I think he's a lot less of a meathead than people try to make him out to be. Uh-huh. I think he's, you know, a leader of men. He knows X's and O's more than people probably think. Um, and he's a, he's a real head coach in this league, and he's a guy that, can lead a franchise, can capture the attention of a locker room and um, get guys to buy in. I think that's probably his best quality as a head coach, and I think he's kind of proven that over the course of the last couple of years. I think I think the genius of Dan Campbell is he, he like, plays the meathead role for the Campbells yes. <laughs> and knows that he's a lot more than that. I think yeah. his players clearly know he's a lot more than that. Um, I, I'm impressed by by Campbell a lot. Um, but, Colton, we'd be lying if if we didn't want to talk about Ben Johnson. Um, yep. obviously I'm, I'm guessing, you know, Ben fairly well, you cover the lions day in, day out. How, how surprised were you by the events of the last 24 hours with him saying he doesn't want to talk to Washington or Seattle? Well, I'm pretty surprised. I'd say, uh, just me personally. I mean, they're going back to last year. Uh, obviously when he burst onto the scene in 2022, he was going to get some head coaching interviews and he did. It wasn't as surprising to me last year when he decided to come back because I personally didn't feel he was ready. Um, he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you never, there are questions about, you know, can he build out a staff? You know, can he lead a, a group of men? All those things. It's more than just being a good play caller to be a good head coach, you know? So yeah. those are some questions I had last year. Um, it's funny, we talked to Campbell probably a couple of weeks ago and he was just touting, you know, his ability to, you know, you know learn some of those things about being a head coach and he was asking the right questions and, Campbell really sensed some growth from Ben Johnson over this last year, you know, coming back. So it certainly seemed like he was ready for a head coaching job. And I figured that commander's job was kind of a perfect gig for him. Um, just because you look at the resources that they have in terms of um, draft capital, the number two overall pick, you get a chance to get a franchise quarterback, um, the cap space that the commanders have, um, new ownership, uh, a GM and Adam Peters, who's pretty respected in this league. So, um, I figured that was the perfect spot for a first-year head coach to come in and kind of mold that thing in his own image. Um, so for it not to happen, it's still pretty shocking for, for people out here, I think. You know, and this is no knock on uh, Ben, but a lot of people give him all the credit, but I'm like, your quarterback 
uh, had been in the Super Bowl before, and he did a lot. So I think having a quarterback with experience helped his transition out or his success out as well. Did it not? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Jared. I mean, a lot of people like to tie his success to his head, you know, his offensive play callers in his career. But I mean, when you're doing this with two different franchises and making Pro Bowls and putting up, you know, 30 touchdowns in the season. You're probably just a pretty good player at that point. So I know he has a good relationship with Ben, and those two work pretty well together. But, um, I mean, Jerry's a good player on his own, right? Certainly. I, I think I think Goff has proven it. Um, uh, <laughs> with the Johnson thing, not deciding, deciding to stay in Detroit and not just turning down Washington but also turning down Seattle, do you buy that? Do you think we've heard maybe there were money issues? Um, maybe he wants personnel control. Like, do you buy that this is really just about staying in Detroit and trying to get a ring? Yeah, I mean, you never know because whenever news like this comes out, there's always some narrative being pushed about what really happened. And it seemed like there were some conflicting reports yesterday. Um, I, I do think he Ben's a pretty loyal guy. I'll say that. Um, you know, he's family-oriented. I know that was a big thing for him last year when he mentioned coming back. His kids were comfortable here. And, um you know, he's the guy that's going to take his time and try to find the right opportunity. Um, now, I'm sure some of the stuff, whenever it's being floated out as much as it was about the asking price, I'm sure some of that has to be true. There's probably some middle ground there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if it was as black and white as I'm, I'm coming back. I want to see this through. And maybe there's some other lingering things there. But I do know he's very comfortable here in Detroit and has a good thing going with Dan Campbell and this Lions team. So um, probably a little bit of both, if, if we're being honest. But um uh, yeah, I do know Ben. Ben really likes it out here. As a guy who played in the NFL, I like to tell him, don't keep saying no because you know what? Every year you don't always have the help <laughs> and things of that nature. When free agency hits your team and you lose people, yep. you don't have that success. And then all of a sudden, they may not be calling your name again. Kellen Moore was the super hot OC <laughs> yeah. for a while. Eric Bieniemy was the super hot OC for a while. It doesn't always translate. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, no doubt. And for, for a guy like Ben, I think he understands, like, you know, these opportunities might might not come around in the future, but um, you know, I I think he feels pretty confident in himself. He's going to bet on himself and bet on the offense and coming right back and and doing what they did. So yeah, it's always a gamble, but I think he's probably pretty secure in himself. Uh, right. Just quickly, how different is it going to look in Detroit? They got to pay St. Brown. They got also is it Ross St. Brown? How do you say what's the last name there? It's just St. Brown, right? Amon Ross, St. Brown, full name. Yeah, just St. Brown. St. Brown, okay. They got to pay St. Brown. He's going into the last year of his deal. They'd be bananas to not get that done. Um, I think you got to pay Goff. What about that stout offensive line, Uh, Montgomery? Like, how different is that going to look? Probably not too different for next year. I think the the biggest thing this offseason is getting a deal done with Jared Goff. Um, You know, he's a year out from his contract, and this is normally the time where you get that done a year before. Um, so I've, I've heard there, there have been some conversations and they're probably going to expedite those this, this off season. Um, the good thing about the Lions and how they kind of set this thing up with Brad Holmes, the GM is they had planned for things like this, uh, down the road. Um, you know, Brad is, he, com- he comes from the, the Rams front office was there for a long time and, um, wanted to build this Lions fr- front office the right way. And, um, the Lions still have, I believe 60 million in cap space this season. Um, so they're kind of playing for. We got to resign Penny Sewell at some point. Amara St. Brown, uh, Jared Goff is due for an extension. Jonah Jackson, their left guard, is going to be a free agent. Um, so they've set aside some money for for some of those guys, and um, it is going to be harder from here on out. You know, the Lions were playing with a lot of guys on rookie deals, and 
when those rookie deals expire, you gotta you gotta pay some of those dues and mm. figure out who to keep and who to let go of. So that's a challenge moving forward. But um, I think they're pretty well equipped to handle some of that. Uh, Colton, really appreciate you making appreciate time you, for us, man. I know you're busy, and uh, everybody should check him out on X at Colton underscore Pouncy P O U N C Y. Also, uh, non sequitur here. I think you have a very cool name. Appreciate that. I'll, I'll <laughs> let my parents know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Appreciate your time, right, brother. Take care. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. That was Colton Pouncey covers the Lions for the Athletic. That is now the second person we've talked to that thinks they're Ben Johnson just telling the truth. He wanted to stay stay in Detroit. Um, well, maybe we're believe, too jaded here. I also in believe some of that money was there too. Money, money, money. Yeah. Let me get some. Might open the phone lines up at noon. Stay tuned. Hey, Brian Mitchell here. And I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverter heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com. And see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. If it ain't Rude, it ain't right. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. BB Jafili, 1067 The Fan. BB Jafili Show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to rude.com. Find a contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R U U D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. Also, we on Friday, we have the Team 980 against 1067 The Fan. And this is live this Friday at the Bethesda Theater. Plus, special guest commander, defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen will join us. Get tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com, presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. Lev Hill, the first time, did he say Main Street blank? Did you hear that? I said bank. Um... Guest, 
Guess who the surprise guest that I have confirmed for Friday night is. Ooh, grab T-shirt. I assume he's going to be there, but that's not it. CK's award. Does CK get like a plaque? I think he might get a plaque. Is it a bust? He should realistically demand a trophy. If it's like an award for sports, I would should go, be a trophy. I, if I'm making demands, ring. it's for a bust. He is the cluster buster. Just get busting ring, the dog. name. You wear it everywhere you go. What would CK's award ring? What's the award? Uh, it's an award for being in charge. Do any of us know what? I, I'm very proud of him. Mm-mm. I, it's He deserves it. He's earned this award. Do any of us know what it is? Uh, Jeff, what's your best guess? I, I, I know, know the, what I know the name of it. Jeff, explain the explain what happened. It's the Mark Chernoff Award. Yes, T- terrific. And, and the top sixteen executives in the radio world, they all come together and vote on this award. So it's a very prestigious award wow. in the radio world. World. All right, uh, Jeff. Who is Mark Chernoff? I do not know. I just know when I searched his name. It did pop up WFAN, so I guess he is a radio person in New York, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's WFAN and the awards named after him, this dude might have invented sports talk. Like <laughs> yeah. this dude might have put Mike and the Mad Dog together or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking him up now. All right, Jeff. When you have that information, all right. So this dude is in the New York Sports Hall of Fame. All right, I found it faster than you, I suppose, Jeff. He's a um, legendary radio executive in New York sports radio. Mm-hmm. That's what he is. Um, yeah, dude. He started Mike and the Mad Dog and I Miss in the Morning. Mm-hmm. It's also possible that this guy's responsible for giving Chris Russell his first job in radio. Mm. <laughs> That's like, hey, we no love perfect. We love Adam Peters, everything they built in San Fran, but who did the Trey Lance trade? That's like, you know, Peyton Manning, Hall of Fame career, multiple Super Bowls, multiple MVPs, rookie record for interceptions thrown. That's like that. Well, congrats to the Cluster Buster. If he gets, I vote bust, B. Mitch votes ring. Landville, you want a trophy? I think it should be a trophy, or what I was just thinking is we could get, um, uh, we could get like mugs and T-shirts with that uh, British uh, prince on it, and we could just say that they made them for CK because they look identical. Yeah, the British, the king, I somebody Harry, king. Harry, one of them is Harry, bald one. I think Harry married the the really hot American chick. Yeah, Mark. It's, it's the other one. What's his name? Bill. Who? Rod. No. Those Ron. Are, those are not those names. No. Jeff, what's the Prince of England's name? Harry? That's what I said. He's out. He quit. The one that's uh, married to the pretty brunette. I think it's William. Bill. Yeah, William. It's not Bill. They don't they don't, they don't show their names yeah. like that. It's Bill. <laughs> Bill. Looks exactly they, like CK. They don't know what CK name. looks he like. Does like CK's twin, though. You ever see that movie King Ralph where John Goodman went over to England as the king? Pretty stupid. You probably answer that question yourself. <laughs> um, here's what I'd like to do. And now that we figured out old Prince Bill living in uh, living in London town, um, apparently we're giving whiz tickets away here, Landville. Nah, we're gonna okay. do it later. Doing it later. All right, you better keep listening because you can win some whiz tickets. <sighs> here's what I'd like to do. I've asked all the boys. We've all put it together. 
top five coaching candidates list. Listen, if you liked Johnson, he's gone. If you liked Slowick, he's gone. If you liked Canales, like I did, they didn't even interview him. He gone. <laughs> A lot of folks are gone. Who do you want now? We'll even open up the phones. 800-636-1067. Who do you want now? Landfill, Jeff, me, and B. We'll give you our list next. Take me to the rooster. High noon in the district of Columbia. Um, Guys, I got to tell you something. Major show news. We've booked Chris Russell, the rooster, for 1245. And you know what rooster just told me? He fantasizes about being on a stage with a bunch of dudes talking football. And he believes he might be right all along that Dan Quinn's the guy. And Friday night on that stage at Bethesda Theater, he gets to take a big old cock of the walk rooster celebration victory lap. If Dan Quinn gets the job, rooster's about to celebrate. All right. Who you want to be the head coach? Johnson, out. Slowick, out. Never called Belichick. Never called Harbaugh. He gone. Landini, you lead us off, sir. Give me your your top five, your top three. Give me what you got. Who do you want? At this point, um, the candidate that I would be happiest with would be uh, Mike McDonald, from the Ravens, I think that the Ravens typically have a pretty good defense. I like the way they performed in the playoffs, even in the uh, AFC Championship game when they lost. They still held the Chiefs to, I think it was 17 points, which is uh, fairly impressive. Um, my number two candidate, if that doesn't happen, um, what the hell? Like, Aaron Glenn. I don't know. At this point, I think that you're kind of... A lot of the top candidates are gone. I like that uh, Aaron Glenn was a, he used to be a player. I think that's a positive. And other than that, Mike Vrabel. I mean, at this point, I would have preferred Ben Johnson or really I wanted Bobby Slowick just so they can show that graphic from 2013 more frequently. But um, yeah, that would be my, my list. McDonald, Glenn, and Vrabel. Landfill's in. McDonald, Glenn, Vrabel. Uh, Jeffrey, what say you, buddy? Okay, so when it comes to the coaches, um, I kind of, because I didn't really know about these coaches, so what <laughs> I did was when I found out they were the, like, head candidates of, you know, for our organization, I went and fought. What was that? Probably around, like, what, week 10 when we found that out? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just went and just started looking at these coaches uh, where they're at now. And I like Ben Johnson just because I like the offense he was putting together with um, the Lions. I'm, I'm a fan of Amon Ra, St. Brown. But now I just think I want to go get a defensive guy. Uh, I will be cool with Mike McDonald or uh, Vrabel because uh, Vrabel wasn't really doing bad with the Titans. Um, and I just think the enemy deserves another chance. At offensive coordinator. So I think if we do get a defensive guy and, you know, we get to make the moves that we want in the offseason, we could probably see a better offensive output from uh, the enemy. So 
I'm not really sure on what name I want, but if it's a, I really want to go with a defensive guy. It's also possible. I mean, some of my harshest criticism with Bienemy was just the incredible lack of run pass balance, and that improved over the course of the year. It's it it specific to the Bienemy point. It's entirely possible he has improved and can be better. That's what that's what NFL football is about. I will Beyond, also like, say run, undercutting him in the locker room, whatever. Yeah, like maybe he could be a better play caller. Too. In Bienemy's defense, you kind of got a pass when you're always losing. Sure. That's another part of it. Um, B, what's your list look like? Oh, my list. I'm going to go uh, with Weaver first because I believe he's the best motivator of the whole group. And I think he also understands how to get a defensive line to actually play defensive line. Well, I don't know what we've been having for a while. Then I'll go with McDonald. I'm also going with Eric Bieniemy because I believe Eric Bieniemy was undermined from the word go. And no one can have success when you got a head coach who's dis- dissing you and talking to people behind your back and allowing them to do stuff that they shouldn't be doing. I would love to see him. Like, that's who I was talking about earlier when I said, have somebody lead a team when he has final say with the backing of a coach. And then the soft asses that were complaining about working, they get off your football team. And then after that, I'll go with um, Aaron Glenn and then Vrabel. And that's my my crew. I like it. I, I'm i not going to include McDonald because I kind of think flying out to Seattle leads me to believe he's going to Seattle. Um, That's why he wasn't first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just make yourself feel better. Um, I My one would be McDonald, but that kind of feels dead. Um, So of my, my attainable, I'm going Vrabel one. People around the league speak so highly of him. Um, players speak so highly of him. Um, both sides of the ball. I think he is kind of like, like I think Dan Campbell might have learned a lot from Vrabel where you play that meathead role publicly and you're actually super intelligent. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, Brian... So, Titans GM Rand Carthon came from San Fran. Adam Peters obviously came from San Fran. If all that's the case, it and and they're not talking to Vrabel. Now, granted, they haven't talked to, outside of Quinn, any of these big-name former head coaches. So, you could argue maybe they're just not looking for former head coaches, but then they're talking to Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to wonder if there's something to the Carthon-Peters relationship that has them not interested in Vrabel. I don't have that answer. But Vrabel would be the top of my list. I would hope that anything Peters is doing is not based off of somebody else's opinion about somebody. Just like I didn't want nobody coming here just because they were in uh, damn, uh, Kansas, I mean, uh, in uh, Carolina. I don't want you not bringing somebody here just because one of your friends said something. I agree. I, I, I certainly would hope that's not the case. Um, after that, dude, I think I'm I – to, I texted with somebody this morning. Um, well, I'm going to read this specifically. Maybe one of the best people I've ever met in my life oh. about Weaver. about Weaver and that his guys love him. I think if you look at Clowney playing so well this year, I mean, there, there's just, 
a lot to like there over his time in Baltimore. He has, um, I believe he worked on the run game side of things at, at one he's point. Been, not, he, not, he's played a little, he's practiced a little bit of both. Right. Coached a little bit of both sides. And, and dude, the trend, if you want to call it that, of hiring the young OC, that will never go away. But there's also an emerging trend, if we're being honest. If you look at Campbell in Detroit, look at the Raiders going with Antonio Pierce in Vegas. Like, Weaver's a former player that guys respond to. Like, that's also a growing trend. Um, and, you know, I'm pushing that trend. I'm sure. Understandably. For so long, the, the former player was kept out because of the career coaches were afraid to deal with it or they didn't want to deal with it because they knew if they can coach and they got a popularity, they're going to be getting the job. Now they, they've kicked down the door, and I pull for it. I agree. Let's get to some of these phones, man. Um, our guy Toothpick is on the line. Pick, who do you want? Uh, I like Weaver. I like Weaver. Uh, that would be my number one, but – Hey, you gotta you gotta do like Doc would say. You're a first time head coach. You gotta have a jerk on the opposite side of the ball for you. You know, somebody that's gonna preach that same message. So um, maybe he reaches out through his connections and he knows that exact jerk to pick. But that jerk has to have you know some some longevity behind him. Like you know what they did with Wade Phillips with, uh, when McVay was out at San Diego, uh, well San Diego, LA now. You know. You gotta have one of those dudes that that's a, a true jerk. So give me Weaver one, and then give me EB as number two, I, and, and I'll run it like that. Thanks. Thanks for the call, pick. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, Jeff, who's on line two? Mike or Mick? McDonald. <laughs> it, it's Mike, but I was trying to make sure I spelled McLean right. That's McDonald. <laughs> so McDonald. you got McLean right, but you forgot the E, e in and Mike. Mike. Yeah. Okay. One, one of these days, we're going to get Mike, Mick, McLean, McLean right. Hello, Mike. Who do you want? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, bud. All right. I want somebody to make one phone call to Joe Gibbs. You got new ownership. You got five in the top hundred of the draft. You're going to have a young team. I want this team to have a sense of history. And then next year, don't worry about picking through the leftovers. Go out and get the guy you want and have Joe Gibbs help you. Uh, all right, man. I know a lot of people are going to be going there, but let me say, Coach Gibbs got a lot of stuff going on right now, and he is not going to be the savior for it all. He loves his, his race team. He is still on a part ownership of the team, and he does a lot of consulting. He's doing his job already. Thank you for the call, Mike, Mick, McLean. Um <laughs> I also think people really need to get ready for Dan Quinn because it's Bethesda. Mark, who do you want? <laughs> you better get ready for EB, man, because I got I got a different take on this thing. I think the reason why, well, we know all the intangibles, the draft picks, the salary cap, the new GM, but the one thing you're not considering is who's writing the check. And maybe that check isn't enough. For somebody to come here and take and 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 you know we're speculating on all these you know first draft coaches and this may not be the job for them and maybe eb is the guy and maybe they're talking to him and 
he works it out for three or five years. I don't know what the contract minimums are, but sort of fill in the gaps. Like, you know, why swing for the fence with a great coach that we're alleging is out there for this team? Appreciate you, Mark. All right, brother. Thanks, buddy. People want to swing for the fences. Jaden is in Ohio. Jay, who you want? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, I anymore. Jaden drove lived into... in Maryland. I lived in Ellicott City. Yeah, yes. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I lived in Ellicott City. I uh, went to plenty of skins games. Was there for the RG3 big run. Was there for the Kirk Cousins against the Ravens. Been at all the big games. I mean, new ownership. I had a lot of high hopes. This is kind of a dud. I mean, it's, it's got to be a dud. I mean, our last two candidates is Dan Quinn, who had 45 points, dropped on him by Matt LaFleur and struggled with Shanahan's offense, who were both in the NFC. Like, is that exciting? I mean, and also, I get Anthony Weaver played, you know, and has some cachet, but both Dan Campbell and Antonio Pierce had an interim run of, like, eight games to kind of get to learn the ropes a little bit. So these are two kind of just uninteresting, I don't care kind of hires. I mean, to go from all these offensive coaches we had, and even Mike McDonald to just, you know, looks like he's gone. Ben Johnson's gone. I mean, as a new ownership, I mean, it just kind of seems like a dud. You brought in Bob Myers. You had Rick Spielman, and this is what we're getting. What if so, Rick I mean, Spielman honestly, and Bob Myers are telling them don't spend unnecessary money on these guys? But, you're but assuming, thing, you're assuming, it, but you're assuming that they're not giving them some level of uh, info that say don't do certain things. But there's, isn't there a clear trend that works? Twelve out of the fourteen playoff teams, all offensive head coaches. Two coaches in the Super Bowl are two of the best. Offensive head coach. And I think maybe Ben Johnson wanted too much money. We know what we're getting. We're getting a guy that has out, pretty much went toe-to-toe with Shanahan scheme-wise. I mean, and I feel like kind of with coaches, the great. I mean, I know he hasn't proven it yet, but you kind of get what you pay for. If you want a guy, as long as it's not absurd and he's not asking for everything, go get the guy. I mean, Carolina I, I, right now. Listen, man, has a more I'm with you on some level. Uh, Jaden, right? I'm not with him. If, if down it, the stretch, if it down came the stretch down to... his scheme got destroyed. Who's? Ben's. What stretch? The 27 when he scored seven points in the second half. I wouldn't say they got destroyed. They scored seven points in the second half. How, what, what happened? I mean, if uh, the receiver just catches that we, ball. We got to stop all the ifs. Okay? I, I don't think My it's fair to say his scheme he didn't, got destroyed. He, did, he schemed up in the first half. He was damn near perfect. He was nowhere close to perfect in the second half. It's amazing to me how we make our mind up on something, but we don't see the things that truly happen. Ben was no better than Mike. And if they decide not to come, you get somebody else. And just because a guy doesn't have a name don't mean he's not a damn good coach. I agree with all that. I, I agree that, yo, you you didn't get Johnson, and it, it makes them scramble for 24 hours, but it certainly doesn't mean that hope is lost at all. I think there are plenty of folks out there that will get the, the – you know, things will go on. If you think about Detroit in 21, and honestly, we got to be honest that – this situation is probably about as bad as Detroit was when Campbell got the job. They hadn't won a playoff game in forever. Their history was bad, etc. The Lions fans all wanted Eric Bieniemy. They're like, oh, you got to get an offensive play call. You got to go that way. You got to go that way. Campbell's something else entirely. You can win other ways. And yes, Jaden, to your point, 12 of the 14, team, 12 of the 14 coaches are offensive. But something like 26 of 32 coaches in the NFL are offensive. So the numbers are going to be stacked that way anyway. 
And if you if you Wyatt. zoom out of recent history, there was a stretch where defensive coordinators were going to the Super Bowl at an incredible rate because of Belichick and Tomlin. So I don't know that it's about would I lean offense? Yes. But does offense guarantee success? Hell no. I mean, how many playoff games? They just did this. When they hired Jay Gruden, he was the hot coordinator. How many playoff games did they win? And it was a different scenario. You had Dan, you had Bruce, you had all the BS. But how many playoff games did they win with Mike freaking Shanahan, who won two Super Bowls as an offensive mastermind that half the league runs his damn playbook? Like, nothing guarantees success. So would I lean offense? Yes. Does that necessitate for me? No. Don't hire the best offensive coach. Hire the best coach. Is that fair? I don't know if you're still Excuse there. Excuse me? Thank you. Um, if, if this came down, I find it hard to believe that this came down to the commanders were over an eight mil and he wanted nine and they couldn't figure it out. It sounds like something went sideways in a greater way or maybe he just wanted to stay there because he, t- he told Seattle no thanks either. And they got Microsoft money. I don't think it was eight and nine. I think it was way more. But my ultimate thing is we sitting up here talking about the new young energetic coach. Okay. And the man who's been running circles around them is an old dude, old round redhead dude. Who had never been a play okay. caller. All of the young energetic coaches, those older defensive coaches run circles around them for the most part. So just understand the best coaches in that are in the playoffs are the best coaches. Not just because they're offensive defense. They happen to have a damn good team. They have a damn good uh, a GM in front of them who are giving them the best players to go play with. And if you got the right right situation and the right combination of that, you can win. So, I mean, we got to get off of the, the – the problem is we are too stuck, and we can listen to the guy talking. He is stuck on winning the offseason with the big-name person I could give a damn about that stuff. I care about when the season comes around, can the SOB that we signed put something in place and kick somebody's ass? That's what we hadn't done. We won a lot of off seasons, and we did absolutely ish when the season came down. So let's start focusing on that. Get a coach. If the coach has a no name, but when the season starts, the team is kicking ass, I'll care more about that. B. Bishop Finley, I very much think players matter more than coaches. I think great coaches are often a product of great players. I say it all the time, Jay. Jimmy's and Joe's, not X's and O's. How about this? Caller number 10, 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. You can win two tickets to the Wizards game. Saturday, February 10th against the Philadelphia 76ers. As part of Black History Month presented by Stackwell Capital, the Wizards will be celebrating HBCU and D9 night. The first 10,000 fans in attendance will also receive a bobblehead of tennis star Francis Tiafo, a Maryland native and the second in our inaugural DMV bobblehead series. B. Mitchell Fidley, 1067, the fan. We we thought about vetoing all Bens today after, after Ben Johnson decided he doesn't like it here. But we thought we'll keep better game. of it. We'll let Ben White slide. Ben White, Chief Wall Street Correspondent for The Messenger. Ben, what's up, dude? How are you? Slide, well, I understand the anti-Ben sentiment today because, <laughs> ouch, man, that hurts to get spurned like that. What'd you make of it? 
I don't know. We were talking about it last night. I mean, I get the argument. You're, you know, young guy. You're close to the Super Bowl. You might be able to win one. But to me, it's uh, I want a head coaching job in the NFL, but not that one. Uh, it seems to me, and this is, you know, like a lover spurned. Anybody would think this way on our end, but it feels like this is not the place he wanted to be or the job he wanted to have. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing for a Super Bowl thing in Detroit is kind of, uh, you know, a heartwarming excuse. But what do you guys think? I mean, do you think it was just cover for not wanting to come to Washington? You work in the business that deals with money. Yeah. And there were rumors out there. And I listen, I, I, I happen to believe the rumors where he was asking for upwards of $15 million. Mm. I also understand, yeah, he was a hot candidate, but I don't think he was a $15 million a year candidate. Right. So if he comes in asking for 15 and I don't know what Washington was talking to him about. Let's say it's seven, nine, eight, whatever, 10. Mm-hmm. You're coming in way over your your uh, your value. Yeah. And yeah. if that team just does, just give it to him, they're being Dan mm-hmm. Snyder. The fact yeah, that they did not, point. then I have to, you have to give him a level of respect. Yeah, no, I do too. If that's the case, if he was asking way over what they were willing to offer, you're right. I mean, he's Ben Johnson and not uh, not Bill Ben Belichick White. You know or, what I mean? You know, yeah, Ben White. I mean, obviously, he gets to name his number wherever he goes, <laughs> uh, and nobody asks any questions because they shouldn't. Uh, but in this case, you know, I, I knew he existed. Uh, Detroit obviously had a really good offense and good pieces, and they scored uh, a lot of points. And he's a hot candidate, but he's not the be-all and end-all, uh, not the greatest thing that ever uh, walked the earth, and who knows how he's going to be as a head coach. So, you know, it, it bummed me out that somebody would kind of diss the commanders that way. It doesn't surprise me that much, but I'm not going to lose sleep over not getting Ben Johnson. The follow-up you know, question to that is, who else is out there? Like, who's left? I don't even know. Um, Mike McDonald is probably the hottest name. He's the young Ravens defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's flying to Seattle, though. To meet, right. to have a second meeting with the Seahawks. Um, beyond yeah, that, uh, how yeah. do you, I, I mean, I'm gonna ask you this honestly. Uh, we value your opinion on money matters, politics matters, and football matters. How yeah. would, how would you feel about Dan Quinn? Uh, I guess I wouldn't feel horrible. Um, you know, I know the name uh, had some success here and there. I wouldn't feel super excited about it. You know, like a. Uh, one of the guys who's already signed elsewhere or, you know, uh, you know, Pete Carroll, even though I don't like Pete Carroll, but, you know, of that ilk, uh, that level of quality, I don't think he's there. Um, but I guess as a placeholder or give him a shot, I don't know. It doesn't fill my heart with excitement. Can the first coach that they hire be a placeholder? Or should they hire a guy to a deal to say that yeah. we're behind this thing? Four or five years, six Hell years no, down the road. Hell no, they can't get a placeholder. Yeah, they, they got to hire somebody five, six-year contract because I feel if you sign somebody, you need to make sure that the fan base, they may not like the person you sign yeah. because we seem to only like big names, okay? Right. But if you hire somebody, you only do a Texans one, two-year deal. Texans gave Ryan's a six-year yeah, deal. You, if you get somebody a five, six-year yeah. deal, you're telling them we believe They're in right. them. Yeah. And the fact that yeah. I said Adam Peters was the right guy, if they do it, I'll believe in what, what they're doing with that. Right, right. Sorry, Brian. What was the name you just mentioned? Peters, Adam Peters. Oh, yeah. The okay. fact that that he, we, everybody, everybody felt he was the right guy to get. So if yeah. they come down with Myers and Spillman and all these guys and Josh, right. and if they come together and say we're going to sign this guy, 
He may not be the name y'all thought, but we're going six right. years. We're fully behind him. Yeah. That will sell something to me. Yeah. No, I agree. If it's a name I don't really know, but as a star coordinator somewhere and, um, you know, a younger guy, like everybody's uh, got these younger coaches now with all this energy and stuff, and that's kind of what I want. Sounds like uh, Ben Johnson <laughs> might have been it. Uh, <laughs> now we're not, not getting him, so I don't know who the next one is. But, yeah, I mean, that's what you want. You want the guy five, six years under contract, not – super old you know who's come from a good program and not you know maybe those people are left it's just sort of embarrassing again as a commander fan and then you know previously to that a, a redskin fans for many years that this was once a very uh coveted coaching job one of the more coveted coaching jobs in the league and now it's the redheaded stepchild of the league and the team nobody wants to coach which I don't fully understand. I get it under Dan Snyder. Nobody wants to coach for Dan Snyder. Nightmare. Josh Harris, uh, full disclosure, owner of the Messenger, the company I work for, is a smart, great businessman uh, who will not meddle around in what you're doing. So ownership shouldn't be a problem. So maybe it's just that they have a bad culture and have lost for a long time. But uh, it feels bad from a perspective of a fan who's known the glory years and people wanting to come here to being in a place where you can't you know, walk outside and hire a guy off the street. I tend to agree with you. Um, it, I mean, Brian and I were live yesterday when the news broke that Johnson didn't want to be right. here. And, or didn't want it, It's important that we try as much as possible to remove the prism of only viewing this as he didn't want to be in Washington. Yeah, he no, also true. said to Seattle, I, I just want to stay here. Um, yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's happened before, right? Yeah. Did something I, stay with Belichick? Um, what if it, he got when he got closer? McDaniel's he, did that. He started yeah. to feel the pressure of being the head coach, being the main guy, and that's why he decided. I mean, we we can't automatically assume they didn't like right. us. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know. It's it's like you you know somebody who doesn't call you back for another date. Like, was it you? Were you awful? Did your breast stink on the date? Uh, or did they just you know you weren't the right place, at the right time, and they had somebody else that or they maybe already they moved. were with? Like we don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they moved. Or they died, or whatever. Wow. Um, but you, you're left not knowing, <laughs> and you the automatic assumption is, oh God, it's something I did. It's all my fault. Uh, not necessarily based on fact, and it's a legitimate case to make for this guy that you are, you know, so close and should have arguably made it to a Super Bowl had your coach not made some stupid decisions and you not kind of failed in the second half after building that huge lead. Like, you're on the cusp, and it's Detroit. It's a great story. Winning a Super Bowl with them would be great. Same time, NFL head coaching jobs don't come easy, you know. And if they come in your door uh, and the offer is on the table, you generally, and at least I would think, you take it. There's Uh, 32 of them in all, right? Sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, We're talking with our friend Ben White from The Messenger here. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at EconomyBen. Um, I want to switch to your wheelhouse yep. here and talk a little uh, money. Um, I know my my schedule, my life. I know what game day feels like. It's a big day. It's a long day. Um, there's a lot that can happen. When 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 Jay Powell holds these, yep. the big meeting, whatever today is, is the big meeting, 2 o'clock. Yeah. Is that like a That's game day it. for you? But it yeah, seems is. like yeah. you already know the outcome. Well, we do. We know the outcome because they telegraph it to markets in general. We don't know it, know it, but it would be. Let everybody, to everybody understand the meeting and the outcome. Yeah. 
Okay, so it's the meeting of the uh, Federal Open Markets Committee, which is the main part of the Fed, the top guys at the Fed who make decisions on the benchmark interest rate. They decide whether interest rates stay steady, go up or go down. Hugely important, both in the United States, globally, massive decisions uh, that affect trillions of dollars in the flow of capital around the world. Um, we know from their statements and their uh, interviews and uh, their body language uh, that rates will be unchanged today. They're not going to change. The big question on everybody's mind is, do they start talking about rate cuts at the next meeting, which is in March? Everybody expects on Wall Street expects cuts to start in March as the economy slows and then have five cuts over the course of the year. Fed has not indicated that's the case. They're still a little worried about inflation. Uh, they may stick at high interest rates for longer, uh, which would be impactful to markets and everybody else who pays anything with an interest rate. Uh, so it's all about language today. How does he talk about it? How do they talk about the future? Do they indicate to Wall Street and investors that, yes, you can expect rate cuts sooner rather than later? Or do they say, look, the economy is actually doing pretty well. Inflation's not where we want it yet. Hang on. Hold tight. You know, it might be a little longer. In which case, that would be a big disappointment for Wall Street. Stocks will go down and people will be sad. If they sound like they're going to cut in March, it'll be, you know, happy days are here again. So, yeah, it is a big day. This one in Jobs Day, which is actually Friday, so we got two big games in one week, uh, are kind of the, you know, big playoffs or Super Bowl days for uh, financial geek reporters like me. So I, I want to go further, and I've said a lot, and I recommend it to others. I get your morning newsletter. I feel like it's the only – I feel like I like getting my news that way because yes. in the world, money is what matters, and, and politics tends mm-hmm. to follow the money, right? Um, Precisely. And so you explain that basically Jay Powell, who's the boss, right? He's the head of the Fed. Yeah. He's got Biden and Democrats pressing him mm-hmm. to cut rates so that the economy steams up for the election. And he's got mm-hmm. Republicans who would generally want them to cut rates not to do it because they don't want the economy steamed up before the election. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, and Republicans historically like tend to favor higher rates and more austere uh, Fed policy. And so they're called hawks. You know, they, nice. they like uh, that, you know, and de- Democrats and liberals are more dovish, meaning they favor much lower interest rates. And it's even it's augmented in this situation because, you know, the economic performance will turn to a large degree on what the Fed does and how they do it. Um, and they could benefit strongly Biden Democrats if they cut fast. It would be uh, more likely that we'd slow more and head towards recession if they uh, keep rates where they are for longer. Powell himself will not make this decision based on either of those outcomes, the politics of it. He himself nominally is a Republican, but Trump hates him and uh, said horrible things about him. He's definitely not a Biden supporting Democrat. Uh, he's going to do what the numbers tell him to do, the best way to keep inflation down while not crushing the economy. And his eye is on the history books. You yeah, know, does he have, like, the the balls to stand up to both sides and just do yeah, what but he do what he think is going to be best for the economy and for the American people? Yeah. To yeah. Have That's exactly side. what he's going right. to do. Exactly. And, 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 and what is what's best is going to be what the Republicans have for, or what is what's best with the Democrats? Do that and don't right. give a damn about what he has to say. Is he that guy? Exactly. And he is that guy. Powell's that guy. He's a soft-spoken, you know, chill, very uh, easygoing fellow when you meet him. And I think Ben uh, jumped in a pool. Not, not, 
I'm going to throw what Ben on hold. What their decisions oh, are going to make. I mean, what they try to if they can get out of the way. I'm going to throw Ben on hold. He's so smart, but I think he fell in the ocean. Um, <laughs> Jeff, pick that up and tell him thank you, or I'll shoot him a text. Jeff. Um, I appreciate Ben White. I hope you do, too. That dude is crazy smart. Big day. Uh, Fed rates get decided at 2 p.m. today. Um, I Listen, if anybody knows what's going to happen, it ain't me. Uh, here's what I do know. You want to have fun with your friends? You want to have fun with your family? You want to work on your golf game? You could do all three at Rudy's Golf, the place to be in Kingstown, Alexandria. They've got 74 driving range bays, each equipped with top tracer technology. Gives you an awesome experience. If you want to just play games like go fish or count the points or how far you can hit it, you could do all that. Or if you really want to watch your spin rate and your club head speed, you could do all that stuff. Awesome food, awesome booze. Great beer selection. It's a really fun time. You can take the family. They've got two putt-putt courses. You can go watch the Super Bowl. All the college hoops coming up. Rudy's is the place to be. Check them out, rudysgolf.com or on Instagram, at Rudy's Golf. Rooster, who you got with you? You got a little rooster with you. Uh, which one are you talking about? This Andrew, Andrew in studio here? Yeah. Andrew, yeah. A- Andrew is, uh, is, is our pal from DC News Now. Uh, which, uh, you know, we do some content for uh, around here, and uh, they do an excellent job uh, covering the news and local scenes. So Andrew's just hanging out with us in studio. What up, Andrew? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here, Jay. There's a lot going on. Ain't a lot going on. Completely unnecessarily out of nowhere. Uh, Yes. Uh, (laughs) Correct. Exactly. And uh, somehow I feel like I'm stuck in between. Yeah, I do. You were you stuck in between? We asked you to come on. We asked you to come on. I appreciate it. So you can't dictate you want to come on the show. I just had to take care of business and and and, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's all we're gonna all try to be. We're gonna try to keep this train. I've been trying to be professional. you were antagonized just sitting there. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Um, Rue Stizzle. Rue Stizzle, you told me you have a, a dream, a fantasy perhaps, of sitting on a stage with a bunch of men and doing what? Yeah, so um, how this came about was, you know I, I pride myself on on uh, being right as much as I possibly can. And no matter what path I take, to get to that point, that's important to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you that's a real shallow approach, but that's just <laughs> the way I am, okay? So I had this fantasy over the weekend that Ben Johnson, for some reason, would not get the commander's head coaching job, whether it be his decision, which mm-hmm. it apparently was, or whether they would choose somebody else, and that Dan Quinn would be the head coach by the time we got to the Bethesda Theater on Friday night for 106.7 versus Team 980 night. And that I could strut my stuff a little bit and and beat my chest a little bit because somehow I've gotten labeled as only a Dan Quinn guy, even though he was like my third choice behind Raheem Morris, which you guys know we've been talking mm-hmm. about yeah. Raheem since mid-November. Definitely. And I even put Ben Johnson ahead of Dan Quinn because that's where I thought they would go. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm staring at a scenario where it's a – possibility, the maybe a decent one, that Dan Quinn could be the head coach of the Commanders tomorrow, Friday, whatever. Are you going to be whatever. bearable if he is? Am I going to be bearable? Yeah, am I going to be able to still be call you my friend? 
B, I'm going to be bearable to you. I might be unbearable to the minions (laughs) that listen and and troll me on Twitter. I might just be a cyclone of of hell and fury (laughs) to those people. I may just be a cyclone of hell and fury. Sounds like any day that ends in Y, Rooster. Um, uh, What do you make of Anthony Weaver? I mean, you know, I'm not as high on him as maybe it sounds like you are, right, from what I understand? It may be some level of talking myself into it, but also talking with other people about him and then doing a little more research. Yeah. Finding a little bit more out. So you guys brought up a good point. And I know that they really, even when I thought it was going to be Ben Johnson, Mm -hmm. even when everyone I talked to thought it was going to be Ben Johnson, I know they really found talking to him interesting, enjoyable, impressive. As it should be, because I'm sure the guy's a super smart dude. He's obviously in a great organization, a great defensive scheme. And what they've done, say Justin Matabique, who's going to be one of the top free agents, but he's probably going to get a franchise tag in Baltimore. They've turned guys that are less heralded, less superstar, no top two picks and first round picks and whatever into studs. And they've done it on all three levels of that defense. And I know he's primarily with the defensive line, but he's also the assistant head coach. So, I mean, he's got his fingerprints, if you will, to some degree on other parts of that building and that roster. So I'm totally, I would be totally okay with that. The only problem for me is he hasn't called plays and he doesn't have head coaching experience, which is important to me. And you're right. You pointed out to me, you're right. And you guys had Andy Reid on, by the way, the other day, Uh, kudos to you uh, all. I mean, everybody yeah, should me listen and to it. Yeah, booked that. Well, I mean, listen, I did include you in the tweet, but I didn't tag you because you hate when I tag people. I, uh, but I did promote it because I thought the day that. after the bleeping soup, cool. the day after the bleeping uh, AFC title game, Andy Reid's on with you guys. So, Actually, congratulations. Ted reached out and said, hey, man. Tradition, you want us on? I mean, and that, I said yes. That's I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. The Ravens fans might not like yeah. it, but hey, that's yes. awesome. But I'm I'm just saying, you know, like um, I I know Andy Reid did not have play calling experience when he went from Green Bay to Philadelphia. I, I totally get you cannot have it and still have success. I guess it's just a preference thing that I want. So. If you're asking me for maybe one of the less heralded choices, the less talked about choices, which I would say is Mike McDonald at this point, and then maybe Dan Quinn to some degree, although the fans hate him. Do you think the McDonald thing is done to Seattle? What's your done meter? I don't think it's done, but I it sounds like everything that I've heard and some people that I've talked to that that's the expectation. How done where's the Roosters I'll done? I'll say 7 meter? out of 10. 7 out of 10 yeah, for McDonald maybe to Seattle. Maybe 7.5 out of 10. What is that like a medium rare? No, is that a no. medium? I guess that would no, be a medium, like a medium well. Yeah, that's, yeah okay. that's damn near well done. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I like this rooster baking analogy here yeah. or grilling, whatever. Um, how cooked baking is your rooster grilling. on Dan Quinn how coming cooked. to Washington? How is my rooster? Um, of what I would if I would like it to no, happen we or all if are it's aware going that to happen. You like it. Okay. How close to the uh, finish line do you think it is? You were telling me about juicy phone calls. Yeah, I mean I got a I, I got an important phone call from somebody who knows Dan Quinn is really, this from really, somebody really well. you and I both talked to or someone no, else? No, no, somebody okay. different. All right. Uh and um I'm I'm getting just a lot of positive smoke signals that Dan Quinn had a great meeting yesterday morning. Uh, before the team took off and uh, to Detroit, and then Ben Johnson called the the, the bat phone and, and and told him thanks, but no will, thanks. Will you go from twelve to six? Should Dan Quinn get this job? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll do whatever. I'll do almost. You do from 12 to 2 right here. I, right. Exactly. Well, because my show doesn't start till 2, B. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I can do yeah, whatever I want. Right? You go 12 to 2, and then you can finish yeah. 2 to 6 on oh, the other stage. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, have no exactly. idea what I just asked you. Yeah, I have no, I have, I have no clue. Uh, I mean, pause, I'll figure Bruce, it out. I'll pause. figure it out. I mean, if I'm going to do 12 to 6, are you guys going to buy me lunch? We'll wait with somebody to bring in food. Okay. We'll let somebody. That's Jeff slowly inches away from him. Um, you think it's Quinn, and you think it's going to happen by the end of the week? I'm leaning Quinn. I think it should be done by the end of the week. I don't think it's absolutely done. I don't do absolutes until, you know, Tell you until they're absolute. You kind of do it all the time. Didn't he say I told you so? Yeah. I do absolutes all the time? You think? You're an absolutist. I try. In my older years. How many times have you had to like shave your head or walk to Ashburn? And- it's a fair point. That was four or five years ago. That was a younger rooster. I have no energy now. I've got one <laughs> foot in the grave. I'm done. Stick and fork in me, man. All right. Um, thank you. Good luck with the 12 to 6. Thanks. They got pills for that. Stick and fork in him. I, I probably just walked right over that, didn't I? Nikki Javala is in Mobile, Alabama. Nikki Javala of the Washington Post joins us next. Us, us, us. Petey Pop! You know what that song means. Time to talk to our friend, Miss Nikki Javala, live in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Hello, Nick. How do you do? I'm good. So, funny story about Mobile. I'm not there, actually. Weren't you there? I was supposed to go there. Ah. And about five minutes before I boarded... Some pretty massive news about the commander's coaching search <laughs> dropped. Sure. Okay. So I'm like, so I you can't get on this mode. flight. Yeah, I can't get on the flight. What if there's no Wi-Fi? So I just sit down in the middle of National Airport and look like a weirdo and write. All right. So I am still in Northern Virginia. I, I apologize then. Um, <laughs> all good. Now, all good. All right. Let's, let's go. There's a lot for us to discuss. I want to start with the news that honestly – I think a few of us kind of expected, I know Brian and I talked about this, with Mayhew sticking around in some capacity. Um, I, I suppose that's now official. Maybe I know Kime said it, you said it. Like, I don't, there's not like a press release. And it's kind of weird because he's been on the website the whole time. But explain yeah. to us Mayhew's, whatever the role looks like it's going to be. I actually don't know. It's unclear what his role, and I was I was actually told that him and Marty Herney um, are sticking um, but their roles are not clear yet. I think the team has been waiting to sort of announce and formalize this until after they bring on their head coach. But, you know, Martin is out there at the senior bowl, um, you know, and I, but that, that's what I was told is, and, and it makes sense with Martin. He was with Adam Peters in San Francisco for a bit. So they have that connection there. Um, so it's maybe not a huge surprise, but, you know, d- Going into this, and I certainly thought this, that it could be more of a massive overhaul, and it could still be, um, but, you know, it sounds like those two are, are sticking around for at, at least the near future. Um, well, and a lot of times front office overhauls happen after the draft anyway. So Correct. I, I yes. think Mayhew might be a part of this thing going forward. Um, yes. I don't know about everybody else, but, they like, they've got to be at the Senior Bowl right now. They don't even have a head coach. Like, someone's got to right. be there. Um, right, and that and, and and you know the season is so long and it bumps up right against with the combine and free agency and the draft that it's very hard to change everything at once. 
So you got to kind of stagger it. Um, all right. So that's the front office, what we know right now, right? Now, yeah. he- head coaching. We know Ben Johnson's out. Uh, we know Bobby Slowick's out. We know Mike McDonald's mm-hmm. on a plane to Seattle. What yep. else do we need to know? Get us up to speed with everything <laughs> you know. Um, I ran into Dan Quinn at the airport, actually. Yo, I was wondering, um, was that your picture? That was my picture. That's I walk awesome. in, and I'm like, holy crap, nobody sees that this is Dan Quinn in the middle of pre-check here? Um, so, yeah, it was he was in a full suit right after his interview with the commanders heading out. I may or may not have scanned every flight to Dallas, Mobile, Seattle, and any other possible destination and hunted them down in the airport. Um, <laughs> I have a question, successful. just a, a logistical I, question. Why was he flying out of DCA and not Dulles? Um, the meeting might have actually been in D.C. It's very okay. possible. Okay. Or, it, or it was possibly at FedEx. You know, they still have offices over there. Um, so I'm not entirely sure of that, but, you know, that's where it was flying out of. And if, you know, he's going back to Dallas, it's more American flights out that way. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, but, yeah, I, I actually did talk to him for a bit. He said it went well. Um, wasn't sure of the timing. Knew they had another interview later in the evening. Um so we'll see. But, I, you know, I think he, he's certainly in play. Mike McDonald is still in play. Um, we'll see what happens with his visit to Seattle. What's interesting about the Seattle one is they got started a bit later. So his first – Mike McDonald's first interview with Seattle was yesterday, and the second one was back-to-back. And be, because they're back-to-back and because they're in the end game, it feels like there's more momentum there. Um, but we'll see. Ultimately, Dan Quinn had a second interview as well with them. Um, so he's just kind of waiting. Uh, and, and the other two in place still are Anthony Weaver, the assistant uh, head coach for the Ravens and D-line coach, um, and Aaron Glenn, the Detroit Lions, um, D.C., and they still flew out there despite hearing in flight that mm-hmm. Ben Johnson was pulling his name out of, the, out of consideration. Um, they still went out there and, and talked to Aaron Glenn yesterday. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right, yeah. so – a few names I want to drill down on. We're talking with Nikki Jabala from the Washington Post. Does a great job. Make sure you follow her on X at Nikki Jabala, N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. Um, a lot of Commanders fans want to jump off the 14th Street Bridge because Ben Johnson said no. I think it's important to remind mm-hmm. everyone he also said no to Seattle. Maybe he really yeah. does just want to stay there. Maybe it was money. Maybe it's a combination of a lot of factors. Regardless, how big of a deal is it that they did not get Johnson? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, I'll say this about, you know, the reports. He wasn't a lock. That's not, I, I don't know who reported that he was a lock. Maybe Boomer Esiason, but I, whatever. Um, I think you could say he was the favorite, but everybody you can be, allowed Exactly. That. He can be a favorite and not be a lock. A favorite, you know, that was a top choice for the team, but he still has to want it. It's a two <laughs> – it goes both ways, right? Um, so he, you know, he was a top candidate. It was never a lock. And, yeah, I, I think the team had to always consider that he might, you know, pull his name it could, because he did it last year. Um, I think it was more surprising this year that he did it um, because – you know, he had done it once before and he had gotten to this point um, and he had perhaps more leverage than any candidate in this cycle. Um, you know, as far as the money thing, I think anything's possible. I will never rule it out. But, you know, to say that it, teams were spooked by his asking price, well, they still hopped on a flight to go out to 
try to interview him a second time in person. So it didn't appear that they were terribly spooked if they continued with that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it never made it to that second interview to, to find out how it would how it would end. But it is a big deal. I mean, he is a top candidate. He is, you know, one of what, seven candidates, you know, outside of EB that, you know, they they were really looking at hard. So but, you know, that's part of this process. And that's why they've continued on to to, you know, talk to as many people as they could yeah. during the cycle and have, you know, two interviews apiece. So. I do um, give them credit for doing their due diligence, and, you know, we'll, we'll see how it ends. The, the thing of it is, like, I understand people say who their favorite is, but this group right here all together are going through everything for the first time in front of us. Let's say it like that. Mm-hmm. They, they still deserve the opportunity to do their job because right. you got so many fans act like, oh, we don't get this guy, then, you know, I, I don't want, like, want to be around. To me, it sounds like we are more happy about winning all season than we care about winning football. Because you may, yeah, get, I, you may get a guy that may not have a name, but guess what? He may come in and be the best damn coach you can get. Exactly. exactly. I think, you know, and I, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the name and the reputation and just what it could mean. And he's the youngest, sharpest coach in the league, and it's new and it's progressive. Um, and I, I understand sort of the feeling of, you know, this – if they if they go with Dan Quinn, it could feel you know more akin to hiring Rivera. But you know, I think they're, they're very different coaches when you drill down into it. You know, just because he's an you know not a young offensive minded coach doesn't make him like Rivera. And he has been to three Super Bowls. He did you know pretty much orchestrate the Legion of Boom defense. He, he you know I think it makes the offensive coordinator position even more significant. Certainly. Um, but I think he can still be a very good coach. I, you know, it's just not sort of that sexy hire. Agreed. I, I, if it's Dan Quinn, it's not the end of the world. I think, I think people talk themselves into, I think it's the damn graphic they show on every Mm -hmm. Rams, Niners, Dolphins game of all the offensive talent, talented coaches that were on that shanty roster in 2013 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobody they, they don't put on that graphic that that team went three and 13 by the way right um and i think people oh, just talk shoot. what's that mike mcdonald's one of the seahawks Schefter just reported kind of we kind of figured that felt yeah. pretty done um there you yeah. go wow all right mike yeah. mcdonald 36 years old new head coach of the seattle seahawks there it is man um do your thing, brother. Mike McDonald ain't coming to Washington, folks. He's going to <laughs> Seattle, Washington. Um, what do you think happens now? Now it's official. Mike McDonald ain't it. Yeah, I mean, well, at least Quinn well, Weaver and Glenn Weaver on their list, unless they want to. Yeah, unless they want to expand their search. You know, those are the three names left of the guys they've interviewed. So, and Weaver can end up being the D coordinator if things don't work out right here. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. Um, what do you think of Anthony Weaver? I've heard a lot of really great stuff about him. I've heard a lot of good things about him. I've heard players really like working with him. Um, I've heard he's, you know, like what you just tweeted that he's a really great guy, good dude to work with. Um, and, and these are, you know, I, I, I think people like we were talking about get so focused on the young up and coming offensive coaches that a lot of really fine coaches on the defensive side or elsewhere on these staffs kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, and he may be one of them. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's going to be really fascinating to, to watch unfold. <laughs> the name that I 
am curious about. What about Vrabel? What about Mike Vrabel? I, you know, I've been wondering that. For the, I, why is he not getting more interviews? Why, why is Washington not going hard after him? I know he's at the Senior Bowl. Um, I still think he's somebody that could be a really interesting fit here. Um, but we'll see. Well, you know, maybe they, they open up their search a little bit after this. Maybe they keep going with the three candidates they've talked to. But I, to me, he's a name I've, I've been curious about for a while. You, you still have faith in Peters and, and uh, Myers and Spielman that they're going to go and get the right guy? Because listen to me, not, a lot of times you go in, you don't just have one person. Like a lot of fans, they have one person. You have two to yeah. three. So a lot of us are not naturally saying that uh, Ben Ben was the number one guy because a lot of a lot of people were saying it. But what if they were sitting there saying, you know, we'll check him out, but we looking at somebody else, you know? And then they come out and they get that guy. They the fans may not believe him, but if they get their guy, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, and and listen, he, I mean, Adam Peters has been in the front office for all of two weeks. Right. You know, if you're losing faith already, I mean, sheesh. Well, you know, believe I, me. I, let I him make finished, one higher. I just took the time and responded to about eight people, and I just asked some questions like that. You know, like, if you believe in him, how can you not believe him now? Well, we got a right to change right. our mind. Well, you know what? And that person that was supposed to be the number one guy coming here has a right to change his mind. So he right. chose not to come. They didn't say we sitting here and – now we're gonna choose this other guy over you, and they were sitting there equally. He was the one that pulled his name out of it, right? So right, exactly. I don't know how you blame the, this this team for it, unless like a lot of us always complain about when we did stuff stupid in the past. If the if the money thing is the situation, and they say we're not paying that much to a, a first year guy who had two years of experience, so no, I, I applaud that. I don't think they should just go out there and be like Dan just because they come in the building. Don't mean they can't leave, right? Right, exactly. I mean, it's got to take more than two weeks. I mean, I know coaches talk about this all the time, but it. I think the Lions' turnaround was pretty fast. The Texans' turnaround, especially fast. Yes. They got a really good quarterback. It takes, you know, at least a year, usually a lot longer. It don't take it four years, though. It takes more than two weeks. What's that? Right. It don't take four years. Yeah, maybe not. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not go to four years, please. We've, um, we've tried that one. Right. Oh, I, uh, all right, Nikki. Last one. Two last ones, I guess. Um, so, not last one. Do you think a surprise name could emerge? Is there something from Peters' past in Denver or New England or San Fran more recently? Like, some dude none of us saw coming. Bang. Here it is. I think anything is possible at this point. You know, I and I hate. I know that's a vague answer, but I really do believe that. I think, I mean, frankly, the Ben Johnson thing has been making me second guess everything, triple, quadruple guess everything. Um, so at this point, I think anything is fair game. Mm. But we'll see. You know, maybe Dan Quinn is the head coach by the end of today. Ooh, was that a tease? I asked this question, though. Is that a tease? Are we going to have a no, coach? No, that's not like a Schefter, hey, I will, you know, this may not happen type thing. This is, I'm just throwing out a hypothetical. Will we have a coach yeah. by the end of the week? God help us if we don't. <laughs> well, I mean, because doing yeah. it next week presents a different challenge entirely. Yeah. And I think if they did it next week, I still think they might hold the presser the following week so they're not, like, really going up against Super Bowl week. Um, yes. Uh, all right. I know you love this. Who's your prediction? 
Oh, man. This is just a prediction. Don't hold me to this. I don't want to end up on hot takes exposed. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think at this point, I'd probably lean to... You know what? I'm gonna go with Weaver. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against. I'm gonna go with Weaver. Wild card. I kind of am there too. I think Vrabel should be the yeah. guy. I don't think it's gonna be Vrabel for whatever reason. Then I go Weaver. I, right. Like yeah. for me, if you're gonna, if you're gonna hire leader of men type, I, I think we've yeah. seen Vrabel's ceiling. Or, I'm sorry, Quinn's right. ceiling. Right? Like, yeah. It, if you set him up with the perfect offense coordinator and they've got the right quarterback. That he could lead a good team. But when that OC right. isn't there or the quarterback starts to age, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what he looks like as a rebuild guy with a rookie quarterback. I'd rather just find out who Anthony Weaver is. People mm-hmm. love him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, fascinating. Fascinating. Um, Nikki, thank you for the time, as always. I'll be seeing you next week if I don't see you this week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Hi, right, Nikki. Take care. That is our friend. Okay, bye. Nikki Jabala. You can follow her at Nikki Jabala, N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. Uh, Jeffrey, Mike McDonald to the Seahawks. Everybody, Rap, Schefter, Garofolo, it's official. There's only one job left. Mm. There is one fewer candidate than there was this morning. Mm-hmm. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Who do you want? Be Mitch Finley, yeah, 1067 The Fan. What song is this, Lampville? You're about to say it. Okay. Mm-mm. Is this ACDC? Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. They didn't sound... Australian or whatever. Where's ACDC from? Australia? New Zealand? Australia. Brian, I am not. I am not a math guy. I think I got the hang of calendars. Today, just just tell me if I'm correct, all right? Today is January 31st, correct? Yeah. January 31st is the last day in January, correct? Yeah. Sure as hell looks like the commanders aren't going to make their coaching hire until February. If I had told you on January 8th they wouldn't have a coach until February, I doubt you would have. There was the caveat of, you know, oh, somebody's I, I in the Super Bowl. I probably would have said, okay, because to be honest with you, I didn't expect them to sign a GM that quick. That that was quick as hell to me. I would have thought they'd if they didn't have a coach by February first, it's because that coach was working the Super Bowl and they would make it official after the game. Okay, I did not think it would go this long. I think there have clearly been some surprises along the way. I think Ben Johnson saying I'm not going anywhere was a surprise. Um, McDonald getting this Seattle job, I don't think should be a surprise. At this point, it's your own list. It's your own world. Yeah. McDonald's out. Who does B. Mitch want? I just gave you my list. Yeah, but McDonald was on it. Hey, and I said uh, Weaver was next. And then he B. Then he B. Then Glenn and Vrabel. I'm pro defense. 
Anybody else? Was McDonald your guy, Jeff? I mean, that was the, that was the next guy I had on the list, but now it's like we wait and see. What do these folks on the phones think, Landini? Your list? Yeah, I thought uh, McDonald. I guess now uh, Aaron Glenn or Mike Vrabel. You like Glenn? Yeah. I kind of think Weaver, but we'll see. Uh, I'm starting. Listen, if your name's Jimbo and you call this program, you go first. Jimbo is in Manassas. Who you got, Jimbo? Hey, gentlemen. How y'all doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Sad yeah, sounding Jim, Jimbo. You I've ever sad as hell, man. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> Even more than Johnson from the start, McDonald was my guy. Seeing how he shut down all the top offenses, but. Now I have no idea where we go from here. Um, at this point, maybe promoting EB is the way to go. Maybe it will help if he has a new GM and, you know, a fresh start. I mean, there's not much I know about Weaver or Glenn at this point. And then Vrabel, we all talk about how we don't want to retread. But, um, yeah, I have no idea, guys. It might be a while before we some, again. I knew it wasn't going to be open has Vrabel been coaching that long to be called a retread at this point? He's coached, what, four or five years? Something like that. As a head coach? Yeah. And we're already calling him a retread? I understand <laughs> retread, the, the definition, yes. But he's not that guy who's that old dude that coached and was very good 10, 15 years ago. And then, Six years as Titans Yeah, coach. so I, I, don't, I don't know like, if he – Like, retread to me is like – when Jim Mora, senior, I guess, was yeah, bouncing that's around. What I, I, that's what I, mean, I, I always, think Jim Mora, senior coached. The that's Colts, what I always the thought. But my question, like now, I just, I'm wondering because if he's a, re- a retread, then every damn time somebody get a job and then they gone, they're gonna be a retread. <laughs> nah, you guys all have valid points, man. It's, it's Jimbo, tough, but, hey, the, the, the Panthers had three retreads already in three years. Right. Jimbo, go have a beer, dude. You sound upset. I'm worried about you. <laughs> Appreciate it. I Joe. want you to re- rebound. Joe. All right, brother. Take care. Jim Mora was the head coach of Occidental, the Baltimore Stars of the USFL, the Saints and the Colts. Saints and the Colts. All right. Uh, playoffs? Russ is in Charlestown. Talking about playoffs? What up, Russ? Hey, fellas, great show, man. Great show. Appreciate I'm thinking, is Dan, Quinn, Dan, is Dan Quinn a retread? <laughs> but uh, I don't I know, man. I think he is, right? Based on the definition I've been here, everybody's a retread. Right. Is anybody that's coached that's right. somewhere else. <laughs> right, right. I'm with B. Mitch, man. I Listen, I again, that's my man. But, I, listen, I love the defense. And I, I think that's just a great a great deal with the players, coach. Uh, just like AP out there at uh, – Oakland, man, and, and you know, B. Mitchell, B. Mitchell's a coach. I can picture him being that guy, you know, getting on every level, getting in their, getting in their junk. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the type of player you have everybody's ass accountable. So, <laughs> that's the way I look at it, fellas. All right, thank you, but, thank you, Russ. Thank you. <laughs> um, Russ did, Russ did home having fun. Like that. <laughs> uh, Sean is in Bethesda. Sean, who you got? Well, unfortunately, I think it's, it's uh, I want EB, but but I think it's going to be Dan Quinn. And I think the scenario is going to be Dan Quinn is going to be promoted as coach and they're going to keep EB as uh, the offensive coordinator. But they could hire Weaver as a defensive coordinator. But I think EB deserves a chance to be a head coach. I mean, he does have two Super Bowl rings. I mean, that, that should count for something. 
So I just think Yo, I'm going with EP, but of course it's going to be you, Dan Quinn. You vote the okay, enemy, so. but think it's going to be Dan Quinn. Yeah, I definitely think it will be Dan Quinn, and, and, and he's going to keep uh, EB as offensive coordinator. All right. There you go. Thanks, buddy. Um, Jamal is in D.C. What's Jamal, up, Jay? What's up, Who brother? do you like? What's going on, fella? You good, man? Man, nothing much, man. I, I like McDonald, man. I'm not as downtrodden as my man Jimbo is about it, but I definitely liked him, man. I liked the uh, innovative things he was doing on defense. A lot of uh, smart football people I know were saying he was, you know, you know, a, a genius on that side of the ball, basically, man. Like, stuff that the high praise we give Ben Johnson and a lot of these guys offensively, he was their equivalent defensively. So I want, definitely wanted him. However, I don't mind if we get Weaver. I feel like Weaver's a good. But then another guy, Aaron Glenn has become very intriguing to me, and not more so because of the results. But the thing that I like about Detroit, D-Mitch, they have nothing but players, former players on that staff. I think Drake Blau over there, Antoine Randwell, Mark Brunel. Um, like it's a, and to me, if Aaron Glenn is going to come here and keep that standard, I love it because it kind of speaks to why – they coach the way they coach, they play the way they play, because I believe the players have a – it's an instant credibility thing. When you have guys in there teaching you that you've seen do this and do it well, or whatever level they did it at, it's an instant credibility that those players – so if, if, if we hire Aaron Glenn and he comes and brings that bottle here where he's going to bring former players to coach these players here and bring that instant credibility, I would love that. So he's become intriguing to me for that, y'all. Thanks for taking my call. All right, man. Thanks, Thank you, man. Um, I don't know why I'm higher on Weaver than Glenn. Um, I mean, Glenn is an actual coordinator, whereas Weaver has never been the coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Glenn played in the league for 14 years. Yeah. Uh, three-time pro bowler. Um, oh, AG. I mean, he could play, right? Uh, yeah. Or could play, I should say. Um, clearly, that leadership type, if you watched any of the uh, yep, hard knock stuff, um, I I don't know. For me, with Weaver, it's more about what the Ravens have been. And, yeah. And just the, but, see that, but then when, when you look at it, really, okay, so I'll, I'll just throw out some stuff. And I'm, I'm just throwing out things. It's not nothing what I'm exactly feeling. You say what the Ravens have been. Wouldn't it be easier for a person to have success with the Ravens compared to having success with Detroit? Because the Ravens always have those type of players. They always have a steady defense. So where do you you, you give more credit where? It could be something you look at like that. But then again, when you hear him talk about Weaver, he goes back to what I heard Peter's talking about. Both sides of the ball, respect them. So um, I, I, just, you know, I, I don't know. A lot but, of things to be worried about. I'm glad I don't have these things to have to all right, figure Jeff. out. These are locked up now. There are four people on the line. John in Annapolis, Drew, Shane, and Rudy. I'm going to take all your calls before the show is out. I'm going to take all your calls next. You'll listen to me, Mitchell Finley. Call him Baton Rouge. I like this song. You got to let it play. (laughs) Oh, I jumped a gun. Call him Baton Rouge, baby. Of last night's events rolled through my mind. Except no see no do. Have you ever been to the boot 
Right by Tulane in New Orleans. By who? The Boot is the name of the bar right no, by Tulane. Coffee and a couple dollars change called Baton Rouge. They play this in there every night and it gets rowdy. Hold on, let me hit him with it. Put me on through. I got to send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up. Won't you put her on the line? I got to talk to the girl just one more time. You, you like Louisiana, don't you? They got the fiddle going. <laughs> Little Garth. Garth's what we need. All right. Four calls. Letting them through. And then Let's shut these it. things down. Our guy, Drew. We love Drew Cohen. Drew, who you want? So as long as they stick to the integrity of the process, I'm okay with who we end up with at this point. And, uh, and I'm happy that we didn't get Bed Johnson because I think these processes do a better job of weeding out people than necessarily finding you the right guy. And um, whether it was a comp mismatch or he wanted to stay in Detroit but then called at the last minute, I'm glad we didn't get him. So I'll be happy with who we get as long as we win at the end. That's the measure. That, what that we is now the, that's the matter. measuring stick right there. Well said. Drew is a true fan. Undoubtedly. He's not mad. Get the right guy. Win games. Let's see what Shane in Oxon Hill says. Shane, who's your guy? Shane, you're up. Shane, you're out. Sorry, pal. Uh, Rudy's in Germantown. Rude boy, who you like? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, for me, for me personally, I think I think we should look within, man. I think Eric Bieniemy is a is a good choice uh, because he's seen winning culture. And and honestly, um, I was just talking to a 49ers fan. And he was just like, "Bro, if you guys have a good coach and Eric Bieniemy, why don't you guys just make him your head coach?" I mean, the the way that I saw. You know Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy. I I just I felt like Eric Bieniemy never really got a good chance, a good shot to actually lead a team or lead his offense because I felt like Ron Rivera was just kind of just negative. Mm-hmm. That's my out. take. That's one vote. Yeah. Be yo, your these are your takes. You don't have to validate them. Yeah, it's your take. Last one, Johnny in Annapolis. Hey. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm hey, honestly hey. kind of sick and tired. I'm like B-Miss, sick and tired of us all whining about who the next coach is. I trust the new GM. I trust the new ownership group. You know, I personally would go with a Rabel or a Quinn. I'm not – I wasn't a big fan of Ben Johnson and the other young guy. Weaver's fine too, man. I just trust these guys. They're going to pick the best guy. And like the last caller said, let's just get somebody and let's move on and let's get ready to start winning some football games. That's all what right. I want. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, Johnny. Johnny. Yep. All right. That's everybody providing their take. Right now, however, you heard me talk about the boot right by Tulane in Mm -hmm. New Orleans. About R.J. Bentley's, my favorite bar in College Park. Go hit Bentley's up before you go to a Maryland basketball game. That's right. Right now, caller number 10, 800-636-1067. You can win two tickets to University of Maryland basketball. The DMV is home to Maryland basketball, and the Terps need you in College Park this year. Secure your seat to catch the Terps in action before it's too late. Caller number 10. I still have John on the air. I should probably (laughs) hang up on him. Seal it. Um, Caller number 10 right now. It's uh, Valentine's Day against Iowa Landfill. No? No, no. Those were the last tickets we gave away. These ones. uh... Oh. What better way to celebrate Valentine's Day than taking your lady to a Maryland basketball game with Fran McCaffrey on the other side. There you go. Booing.
Hook it up, Landfill. All right, well, you just let me know when you know. February 17th against Illinois, or as Jeff Walker says, Illinois. 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 Um, it's been a crazy week. We haven't been able to make bets yet. Um, yeah. I feel like we could today if you guys are up for it. Um, up to y'all. I, I'm in. Are you guys in? I'm in. Landfill, I don't Why know not? if you have the sounder. Well, let's do it, boys. Let's do it. Let's do Heard It Here first. Um, <laughs> Heard It Here first means that we always make bets. Mike McDonald ain't walking through that door. Uh, <laughs> commanders are running out of options. At least running out of options that folks were expecting. Yeah. Well, whatever. Let's let's pick some winners. Pick some winners. Wiz are plus eleven tonight at home against the Clippers. Wiz have won two in a row. Give me the Wizard. Give me. The I money. don't think they're gonna win, but I, give me money 11. line. Oklahoma City Thunder. I thought you were gonna say money line on the Wiz. No, <laughs> money line Oklahoma City Thunder. The Wizards winning two straight. That's the problem with replacing your coach. You get the fired coach bump. Yeah. Well. They lost his first game, and then they got to play the Spurs and the Pistons, who are so they're two awful. and one. They're, and I'm go, what I'm going to do is also landfill. You're going to parlay it. Yes, I am. Not Nobody you. saw that coming. I'm you would never Phoenix, parlay. I'm going with the Phoenix Suns minus three and a half. Um, I guess Jeff's doing the phone calls. I boy, uh, if you like the Wiz to win tonight, stretch this win streak to three plus four fifty. Drab T-shirt's on a little bit of a winning streak today, so I'm going to take the Trailblazers plus 10.5. What, how is Drab on a winning streak? They got uh, Mike McDonald. That's true. Drab oh. claims he pretends to be from Portland, and he also pretends to be from Seattle and Spokane. and Portland? Oregon? Yeah. But he also pretends to be Portland, from Seattle, Maryland. Spokane. Long ride away from them. The Moscow, area, Idaho. Huh? He pretends to be Moscow, from everywhere. Moscow, Idaho? Yeah. yeah. Paris, Kentucky? Anywhere that you can think of. Um, I did want to talk about something that if you need to know how busy the day's been with all this coaching stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Two things, actually. My wife just texted me that we got my daughter into a camp that she was waitlisted for. Uh Exciting news. And then my wife, who very rarely thinks about money, sent me the a lot of money emoji. So for for it to matter to Lauren, I bet this camp's stupid expensive. Hey, Lauren, check his check on Friday. You got money coming. <laughs> um, <laughs> two, the Baltimore Orioles have been sold. Yes. In, in the span of a year, Dan Snyder and Peter Angelos are out of my life. Yeah. It's pretty great. You should start looking younger now. I think, I think some of that is... Choices. Everybody's got ability, but then you got to make choices. C um, D C. Jeff, you want to make a pick real quick? On what? What are we picking? <laughs> Bets for tonight. Dude. Oh, 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 okay. Th- nah, because you was talking at first while I was on the phone. Uh, give me, give me Tottenham to beat Brentford soccer, English Premier League. Yo. Everybody got mad at me about my Ben Johnson update yesterday. That uh-huh. was the best Ben Johnson update the people of Washington heard all day. No. <laughs> yes. Please give him the sound effect. After you made field. that, they wanted to shoot you. And then the other one came, they wanted to shoot you twice. 
A lot of people out there. A lot of, a lot of anger in the world. Yes, it is. Thank you to oh. everybody that listened to the program today. Thank you to Neil Greenberg. Thank you to Colton Pouncey. Thank oh, you to Ben cool, White. Man. Colton was cool. Thank you to Ben White. And thank you to Nikki Jabala. We'll be back tomorrow. Grant and Danny coming your way next. They'll keep you updated when, if anything might happen in the commander's head coaching search. Made it as far, Elliot Beer. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.